Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Talk Recorded live. Hello, going on the record. This is Brother Cedric in Israel. Welcome to Thursday Night Fellowship Line. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Central. And uh, we can do a brief roll call of anyone who's on. State your name on the record. Salam, going on the record. I'm here in my concert in Tribal Judah. Salam, nation. Salam, brother. Salam, Ima Yaru, Tribal Judah. Salam, Ima. Our priest. No, brother. Anyone else present? Okay. I will now yield it to Brother Priest. Well, on, brother Hakeem, Shabbat Judah Salam. Salam, Brother Hakeem. I'll give you Forgive me, sir. No problem, brother. Mr. Shedrick, how you feeling? Well, I got some rest, so I feel great. <laughs> it's um, I guess they call it a fall break, so um, I just kind of needed me some rest, and I'm happy to say that uh, it did work last night. I should have called you and let you know that it did work. Um, yeah, I finally got it running, and uh, I yield, brother. Praise the Lord. Uh, you may have roof, how you feeling? Uh, uh, you know, a little, little off balance and everything. You know, laying here with crusading headache. And I also want to let you know that, uh, uh, what we was talking about Wednesday, I got those, uh, forms downloaded. Okay, great. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Anyone else that just came on the line? Uh, Bernard, Travel Judah, Shalom Nation. Shalom, brother. Shalom. Who else was that? Shalom, brother Jaciel. Brother Jaciel, praise the Lord. Brother Jaciel, you work on the weekends, Friday through Sunday? Yes, I do. All right, because I'm going to come over that way. Um, I'm going to be planning to come that way. You uh, you are how far from Houston? About 20 to 25 minutes. Um, uh, I'm about east of, east of Humble. So okay. Not that far from downtown. Okay. Um, I'm going to be planning to come that way. Maybe this week or the following week. 
because we have some um, medical issues to attend. Salam, brother Andrew, for on the record, the child of Benjamin. Salam, Andrew, you called today? Yes, I did. Um, yeah, I did, brother. Yeah. Everything all right? Yeah, yeah, everything's all right. I just wanted to uh, run something by you, but this is just, yeah, I only was going to take about two minutes of your time. Okay. Well, I'm out in public right now, so um, I'm going to be somewhat brief, and then um, I'll be in the background. Um, we need some help. Definitely your brother needs some help. So, any uh, skills or any knowledge at all pertaining to using computers or typing, please alert us because God knows you need some help. Um, anything? Salam, brother. Salam. Are you um, expecting not to alert you now? Because if, if that's the case, I can make mention of whatever it is I could do. I'm not saying I'm a master of it, but I know what I can do can be of some grave effect according to the will of the Most High. Okay. Um, what do you think you can help us do, brother? Well, um, I can. I can. I know how to. I know how to type. Uh, at a fast speed, I know how to use Excel. Um, I know how to design using, um, like they call it AutoCAD, um, as well as Revit. Design buildings. I can design up to three-story high buildings. Um, I've got my head. That's all I remember right now. If there's anything else, I will let you know. Praise the Lord. Praise the most high. Shalom, Sister Roxanne, tribe of Benjamin. Shalom, Sister, how are you? Very well, and you? I'm actually doing pretty good today. I'm doing better than normal. Praise the Lord. Like most of the time, I'm doing decent or I'm neutral, and today I feel blessed because there's an energy going out from the nation that's drawing more sisters. And um, there's a sister that is interested in joining us, and she just, her spirit is so bright and loving and kind. And, you know, I have to say this to the brothers. The brothers need to get their stuff together. Our brothers all over this earth need to get their stuff together because it's ridiculous, man, when these sisters are bypassing you. Like, they're out, they're out ahead and in front of the brothers, and we're supposed to be the ones in front trying to protect them. And they're more dedicated, they're more loyal, they're more, their thoughts are more clear, 
they're, they're more emotionally controlled. <laughs> under, they have their emotions under control. And what we should be having as men, it's ridiculous. When I when I see this sister uh, corresponding with this sister, it's like 10 out of 10 times. Sisters, it's one thing if a sister locates some truth and introduce you to it as a brother. But it's another thing when if you're a brother and you don't even pay attention to what the sister is trying to bring. You know, she said she might say, Hey, you need to check this out you know, and you don't even listen or give her an ear. That's stupidity. That's foolishness on our part. That's why, you know, we feel threatened and um we we gotta listen. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know what? I was corresponding with this sister today. And a lot of times brothers you gotta really understand the advanced nature of a woman. I mean, we gotta really grow into this. Because her form of communicating to us is different than a man. She communicates through her actions and sometimes her reactions. But you gotta be able to read it and know what is what she's really trying to say underneath some of the anger, some of the pain, you know, because how would you like it if you grew up looking for the guidance and instruction of a father, but he's not there, and protection, he's not there, uncle's not there, brother's not doing nothing but sitting around playing video games. How would you like it when something inside of you was telling you you need this from your uh, your counterpart, but you can't express it to where he can get it. And then you live your whole childhood, teenage years, and part of your adult life like that. Now, let me try to reverse it so you can see how it feels from a male perspective. How would you like it, brother? Well, you go through this, but I'm going to just put it in words. You deal with a woman. And she doesn't have fundamental womanly skills that something inside of you, you might not know what they are, but you know that she doesn't have them. And you don't know how to tell her. You don't know how to communicate. It's painful and frustrating for you just like it is for her. So it behooves us to get more discipline. But, brothers, we got to step up, man. Come from behind these women, man. And you got to encourage your community to do that. You got to encourage these brothers around you. I'm not saying so much the brothers here because the brothers here, I mean, to some greater or less degree, we go through that, but we encourage one another. You know, but when you talk about what I heard this sister tell me today about her dealing with these heat. Good grief, man. These people, they don't even know anything really about what it means to be a man according to the Hebrew faith, according to the Most High, according to the Scriptures. They don't even know. They, they're overly misogynistic. 
they're really chauvinistic disguised Hebrews. And it's disgusting. Anyway, I need to yield for a moment. I'll be back in about 10 minutes. I'll yield to uh, Shaggy. Yes, sir. Salam. A phone on the record. Um, this is Brother Shedrick. Does anybody have anything that they want to share today? Salam. This is Brother hey. Andrew. The child of Benjamin. Phone on the record. I would like to share TPP. Anybody heard about the TPP? Uh, Trade Pacific Partnership? No, sir. Yes. Yeah, I'm not too, uh, I can't, what I do know is that in Canada right now they got this whole voting thing going on. And as far as the TPP, what it pretty much is, is basically where other nations can be, can have a say. What I got from it is from when other nations can have a say within our trade, how how we see trade with other nations. And what I've heard, and please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but what I have heard is that the United States, I heard Hillary Clinton speaking on that this is not good for the United States at all. It's not beneficial for the United States. And I yield. Has anybody else heard about that? I heard somebody said they have. Ima Yaru says so. Ima, do you know Yes, it's uh, this is an ongoing thing. It actually uh, was brought to the attention. Uh, excuse me for my voice. I'm kind of losing it. Uh, to the attention, quite. A, I, when I first became aware of it, it was in 2013, and it's a trans a, a, a transatlantic partnership, and they've been formulating right along with the BRICS. So it's a lot of things going on. Of course, the United States is not going to like, but. In the end, I think it's going to be beneficial to us who become free. And with that, I yield. Hold on. Yes. Anybody else care to speak on it? If anybody's familiar with it, because this is the first time I'm kind of like, I may have heard of it, just never really um, pondered on the whole idea, but Okay. Okay. Um, phone on the record, this is Brother Shedrick. Um, I saw a video today and it really it really just came out of nowhere. So apparently, um there's a video going around of these Palestinian rock throwers. It was a it was I mean, it was a lot of them and they were Throwing rocks at the Israeli police uh, or military. Out of nowhere, there were some people that were like mixed in the Palestinian crowd who were Israeli military officers, and out of nowhere, they just start grabbing the military, the the infiltrators started grabbing some of the Palestinians. And mind you, these people were participating in the rock throwing, so it was an ambush. And 
it did spark some it did spark some lights in my mind because I was thinking about all the riots that was here, you know, uh that happened all throughout the year where well, of course there were riots that were inciting incited and you know, a lot of people were speaking out and saying that a lot of, a lot of these riots were false flags and um a lot of them were being uh, initiated uh, by some infiltrating uh, people who were from outside of those areas, and they were brought in to incite the riots. And now I'm starting to believe it because I'm seeing – I saw the video, and it was just like, man, like you never would have knew because these people were – they were in the crowd. They were throwing the rocks, and all of a sudden, I mean, the Israeli infiltrator – they grabbed one man, and they were punching him. They were kicking him. I mean, they were holding him down and punching him and kicking him. And then the military, uh, the Israeli military comes, and they start kicking the guy. And then they start shooting at the guy, it's along with the infiltrators who then took their guns out and started shooting at the Palestinian rock throwers. So it's like, you know, we definitely are um, – we're definitely being infiltrated in regards to a lot of these riots. Uh, they're 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 encouraging a lot of different riots, maybe because they're trying to uh, overthrow or I guess, well, I don't know necessarily. I mean, I can see it, but I can't call it. But I mean, I know it's there, and I know it's going to get probably worse than this if if it hasn't. Because you know, I I mean, it's happening too much. There's another video there with uh, with Steven Seagal. He was saying that a lot of uh, a lot of these um, riots were incited as well. So a lot of people are coming forward and they're speaking out about it because they 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 know that these riots and stuff are engineered. A lot of them. so um, yeah, and. I don't know if anybody know heard about this. I, I thought this was really interesting because I posted it on Facebook. Um, the guy who went into the South Carolina um, uh, uh, Baptist Church and shot those people, well, you know, uh, he ended up getting raped by two men multiple times. And uh, it it just made me think about how the most high works and how we do things and we don't think about the things that we do because, you know, we've been encouraged most of our young lives that when I say young lives, when we're in our mentality, you know, we're thinking like, oh, well, we're untouchable. We're invincible. You know, nobody can touch us. You know, all we got to do is we, I heard this guy uh, I used to go to school with, not used to go to school with, I, cause, and I say used to because he's graduated already. He said, um, yeah, my father's a pastor, and he told me that, you know, when we die, that's when we get judged. Isn't that right, Cedric? I like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, bro, because I don't know anybody who's died and got judged. Why? Because I have never died, and I have not been judged yet. So I don't know, I mean, I can't relate to that. Well, that's what my father said. I said, well, maybe you should read the book for yourself then, you know, because um, maybe you have a uh, 
misunderstanding about what it means to be judged. And I think now you look at the situation with the uh, Roman who went in that Baptist church, you know, everybody wanted him to either die or get life in prison. But his judgment came in the form of him getting raped. Do you know? Does anybody encourage that? No, but that was a, that was an atonement, one way or another, for going in that church and shooting up those people. You know, so it made me think about all the things that I've done in my life and um, just being very mindful of the things that we do and to each other, because you just never know what your judgment might be. And you never know when karma might come knocking at your door. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Hello, yes, sir. Um, Brother Andrew, I'd like to comment on that. You know, you're speaking on karma because, um, you know, the saying what goes around comes around. And that's because we as individuals, you know, we do things and we see that we can get away with it. And. We've done it in the past before we were even awoken up or before we were in the mindset that we were in and we feel that, oh, well, you know, that was before I knew, but now I know better, so I'm renewed. And I was saying that all the while, all the while, you know, and um, I'm not trying to compare myself to the Apostle Paul, but look at Paul himself. He was persecuting the church, and he was getting chastised after he was awakened for doing the will of the Messiah. So you call that individual, he, I'm not saying he was doing the will of the Most High, but he was still allowed to do what the Most High had allowed him to do. Resting, you know, it's a sad thing that it happened, you know, um, and, and, and with that being said, we as individuals, we have to be aware that, you know, as he just said, that no matter what it is that we do, we have to be held accountable for it, you know. Um, I think I can't remember the scripture. I think it was Matthew 12 or Mark 12. Yeah, Matthew 12, 36. But I say unto you, every idle word that men shall speak, thou shall be judged, shall be given account in the day of judgment. So by thy word, thou shalt be justified, and by thy word, thou shalt be condemned. You know, so it's like, it's like we have to be aware of the things that we say. And it's not only also in what you say, but it's also in how you say it, because a lot of us, we believe that we're the only people upon the face of the earth that's being judged. We're the only people upon the face of the earth that's being, face of the earth that's being chastised, that's being, you know, bamboozled. And honestly, we're not even being bamboozled. We're not even being chastised. So how many of these other nations are being chastised, as you just brought on up. But look at how you just made mention of all those in, region, in, 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 in that region that you're talking about. You know, what was that region, brother? The, 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 was it was it Israeli? Yeah. Look at look at how many of those uh, Muslims in 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 in, in Israel, in in the, in the land of Israel being mistreated. Yeah. You know, there's not, you know there's many people in Afghanistan that are being mistreated in the slums by the higher or the or, or, or the primary classes. You know, because I I've had a teacher I had one of my instructors as a matter of fact he was telling me that you know. Um, He's a Persian. He's a Muslim, and and he had, he told me he had other Muslims that are going to him and telling him, "Oh, the government is trying to make people take off their niqabs when they're gonna vote. The government's trying to make people take off their niqabs when they're gonna come on in and 
get their citizenship. And he's saying that that's their free will. This is their this is their territory. They have the free will to do that. Canada is not. He's saying Canada is not a bad country. And I'm telling him the same thing that you know this region is not a bad country. They have a free will to do that which they want to do. But if people don't want to, if specifically the said black people do not want to try and better themselves and keep making excuses, then they're just going to keep ridding themselves. And this Persian teacher was talking to me and telling me, saying to me, Andrew, you have to remember that the said African Americans have been distorted. They've been, they've been hurt through slavery, and that cannot be ever forgiven but that needs to be remembered, you know. So all these other nations are aware of the fact that the said black nation, you know, the children of Israel, let me put it like that, those are the, those are, are the, 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 the Negro-looking individuals that are the children of Israel. All of them are aware of the fact that, yes, they've been mistreated, but at the same time they make excuses for them to excel to that which they're supposed to be, including myself. That's the reason why I'm here on this car. That's the reason why I seek to continuously be here on this car. With the, with according 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 to that which is. You know, because at the end of the day we can all make excuses. But once you know that which is supposed to be done, just, just do it. And then you You know you know what, brother, that that was a really you made a really good point. And you said something that really uh that brought to brought to mind something that had happened yesterday when I was reading this article and it's been floating around on social media. I think it uh it may have made the news now for this lady I think in Texas I think but she uh she started protesting uh this school because they had in the history books that slaves were migrants who came here as workers. And in regards to what you were talking about, you know, our people have been conditioned to, uh, they've been conditioned with this proper uh, Gandai slavery. Um, They've only gotten the emotional aspect of it, as so was I when I first, you know, before I first came here. um, I had gotten, you know, a very propagandized, version of slavery and then when i did get in the nation and i started to understand commerce it was like yeah i could see how i could see why that happened or how that happened but but you know we've been conditioned to think about the world a certain way because we uh had economics and commerce stripped from uh that transaction not really educating the people on what was really going on. Now, here is something that I thought was really interesting about that, brother. Now, the young lady, the sister, who was upset that they had changed the word slave for worker. (laughs) Now, I thought that was really interesting. Now, don't get me wrong. I was a little thrown off that they would call us migrants because, again, we were uh, we were brought here, uh, but of course we were arrested and brought here. 
But here is the thing. She got upset because they called slave workers. And I was saying to myself, well, that's exactly what they were. <laughs> because, you know, like, what were you doing when you were flying? You were working. You were working for your slave master. So I was like, maybe she didn't really understand that. I was just like, you weren't doing anything else but working. So, yeah, they were trying to, it was like a lot of mixed truths. No, they weren't right about us being migrants, but, yes, they were right about us being workers. And I think they were, I think what throws everybody off is uh, you might, they might say, oh, well, slaves were beaten, most of them were raped and killed, and they had us picking cotton. But they might not, some people read past, certain passages where they'll say, well, maybe those slaves were given an ounce of flour or they may be given uh, uh, some type of money or a penny or something like that for a day's work or something of that nature. They won't pay attention to some some of those things. Like in the book, um, it's, uh, it's a slave narrative book I had by Henry... Henry Louis Gates, I think that's his name. And there was this one book in there about the slave, uh, uh, female slave, I can't remember her name. And there was one part in there where her slave master, the slave master's wife, promised to pay the, the slave girl. And she never paid the young lady. And as the young lady was writing the narrative, she was saying sometimes a slave pay was a promise. Sometimes they pay me was nothing. And what it really shaped my mind and made me think about some of the things that were going on in commerce during the times of slavery. And I was just like, if our people really don't get commerce or they really don't start studying this stuff. They really haven't. They really haven't under. They thought if they heard about slavery and thought it was bad, they haven't seen anything yet. Like they really haven't seen slavery. So, mm-hmm. yeah. How you? You know, with that last point, well, you know, you may mention as. I, well, that what you mean, mention, brother. I I seen that video, and um, yeah, you know, I can. First, I want to say, all praises to the Most High, you know, for that youth having the phone and sending the picture in the in the in the textbook to his mom because that clearly knows that 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 clearly shows that the mother was letting her son know. Uh, the little that she, the, 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 letting her son know that which he known about right. history, you know, for the son to say, "Mom, look at this. Check this out now. Could you believe this foolery? Check this out now. That that's something. You know, that really is something. And you know, ignorance of the law, as as I've heard, is no excuse. You know, so I I, I remember you and Brother Priest making mention in the past that. The prisoners don't they work? Even 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 in the twenty first century, don't they work? 
you know, so, you know, the, with that being said, that's what happened, you know. And, um, you know, pertaining to the last thing you said, pertaining to the last thing you said, you know, it's really, it's really a shame. Um, it's really, it's really, it's really, it's really mind-boggling to the point that a lot of people, they, they, I don't even want to sound like, like a broken record, but they make excuses. Um, the main reason for them not wanting to study law or even join each other nation is because they know that we study law. And for an individual to learn something new, especially if they're of elder age, you know how frustrating that is? That's real frustrating. So you would be saying, okay, all right, you know what? For me, for example, I'm learning, like, I ain't the best at calculus. But in calculus, you gotta use all kind of formulas. You gotta do all kind of multiplication. You gotta use all kind of division. But throughout my life, I didn't always heard about this word bed mass. Yeah, you divide before you multiply. You divide before you multiply. So I've been bringing that same theory all the way up to calculus. And then I had my instructor tell me, no, in this scenario, you don't divide before you multiply. That is confusing to me. It is confusing to me. But when I look into it, I understand that, okay, bed math doesn't apply to every single mathematical formula. It applies with discretion. But I, I guess my teacher was just lazy or didn't want to go into details because at the end of the day, they were just trying to get that paycheck cut onto them. I was just another product onto them. Now you. Going on the record, I'm Eric. I just want to piggyback off what y'all was saying. Uh, could it be why the government is uh, going electronic teaching so they can brainwash and put words that don't have the true meaning of, of uh, the definition into the uh, lectures and to the teaching? Uh, that's just my thought with that idea. That's a good point, brother. That's a good point, brother, because, you know, nowadays, technology just dumbs down the individual. It transforms the individual into a corporation unawarely. Everybody walking with an Android phone to the point that they easily get programmed by the phone. They can't even wake up saying got a phone. You know, so now it's like with this new technology, I hear exactly what you're saying. Everything's either multiple choice, A, B, C, and D. And don't get me wrong, multiple choice, multiple choice is necessary for a lot of things. But when you base an entire curriculum only with that one method, brother, it's 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 foolishness. It's 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 foolishness. 
you know, because at the end of the day, I've taken an online course before. It was difficult. I'm not going to lie. It was difficult. You could, I couldn't even ask my teacher for extra help because my teacher was a computer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I was able to comprehend that I'm not going to these institutions to learn. I'm going to these institutions to be trained. I myself have to make myself to be self-taught. But I yield. This is Sister Anisha, um, Travis uh, uh, Judah. Um, shalom, everybody. Shalom. Um, yeah, just to kind of expound upon Brother Andrew's last statement, having to be taught. Um, I don't see the majority of Israel ready to take on that task. Mm. What I'm seeing through with fellow Israel via social media is I see a many mentality. A lot of our brothers and sisters have not let Christianity loose. They still think this is still the mindset and mindset of Christianity. They still think as long as I believe, I'm okay. There's nothing else that I have to do. I can say I'm following the laws, and I can fellowship with my fellow Israelites by going into these corporate church houses, Israelite church houses, and we can celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, and I can put up a tent in my living room, and all I have to do is believe in my heart that I'm doing the right things. But in reality and in law, lawfully, I don't have to separate from this government. Matter of fact, I can force this government to do what we wanted to do, and we'll just take over this government. (laughs) They have the mentality that I can cop a squad on street corners without a vending license and just put my signs up and yell and scream and stop up commerce. I could just walk inside the church and break up the sermon, spewing rhetoric. I can draw up my own paperwork saying I'm sovereign. <laughs> Man have to be recognized anywhere because I am what I am. So in other words, you're saying you are God. But I could have sworn that was blasphemy and idolatry. They don't really realize and they swear that they know. So that goes back to 
humility, the difference between true humility and false humility. One bullet I had made, I had asked them, I had asked if they, do we really, are we really in for slavery? I said, think about it. You're going in and out, sister. I'm going in and out? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I, I had posted on my Facebook page a question. Do we really think we should receive reparations for slavery? I said, because think about it. I said, the Most High said that if we break the law, that this is what would happen to us. And I posted. Specific verses from Deuteronomy 28, right? Specific, very accurate verses depicting on what our slavery was like. And I said, now, we broke the law. So our 400 sentence to bondage was actually justified. So... Do we deserve reparations for slavery? I said, now, I can see us requesting once we're organized reparations for the monies that were stolen from us. Um, I think Brother Halshaw Almaral, this other gentleman, this old guy, this other rabbi, he calls himself Rabbi Halshaw Almaral, who is in Jerusalem. They call him the Black Indiana Jones. He's over there. He said, you know, Jebusite Jerusalem. And he's trying to get people to come over to take pilgrimage on the holy days, as requested in, in, in um, as as required in Torah. So he had did a, uh, made a post about the emperor of Ethiopia, Theodore something I forget his whole name, how he had basically entrusted million dollars in gold to the United States government because he found out that the Negroes were going to be emancipated and he had trusted this money, this gold, to the United States government for dispersion to the Negro slaves once they were freed so that they could purchase land and, you know, uh, basically reestablish themselves and how the U.S. government stole these money. So my statement was, I can see us suing for reparations once we're organized for these things, but slavery, when the sentence was justified, and immediately the thread, you know, blew up. And one particular brother was like, so he was so upset, he couldn't believe what I was saying, but I don't think he really realized why I was saying what I was saying. And also, you know, he um, is not a follower of the Hebrew faith. He comes from a Christianity background. So he really couldn't understand where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, But I added that particular story and what I was saying about real humility opposed to false humility, and what I had also mentioned about um, 
a lot of our Israelite brothers and sisters still having a Christian mindset. Um, I wanted to talk about another story, that another tragic event that happened um, to a sister um, with her husband. Uh, I guess it was some sort of domestic dispute because they ended up shooting each other. Basically, this is what the news stories are telling us. The news channel stories were telling us that, you know, because he got shot in the neck, he stumbled out the house, he went across the street, and he was, you know, all bloody, and people were trying to help him, and he was, you know, asked them for a cigarette, and, you know, they called the ambulance and took him, you know, to the hospital, but he can't talk, so he's not speaking right now, but the, 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 his wife unfortunately got shot in the face and the chest and stumbled out of the apartment and collapsed. Now, this particular sister used to be very vocal uh, on Facebook, and um, I had remembered a story she had posted a while back saying, oh, you know, my husband is missing. I don't know where he is. I'm worried about him. And then, like, the next day, all of a sudden, oh, he's home. The devil is a liar and all this other stuff. And they're posting pictures with them all hugged up on social media you know, and no explanation to, you know, where he was, what happened. Um, so at that point, you know, I was an avid follower anyway of hers because her posts were always about very radical, um, confrontational um, debates or going up in her mother's church to confront them with her husband, like, just real, like, come on, you know. And I, I just, you know, I just didn't feel like being a part of all of that hoorah drama crap. So I just didn't ever really comment or like too many of her posts, the sporadicals here and there. I would like something that they would post that really hit a true, you know, hit a true button or whatever. But, um... And I'm just thinking to myself, like, this this mindset, like, I'm trying to break this idolatrous spell that has been cast over our people. And, like, it, it's disheartening. It's really disheartening. And, like, even though the news channel is saying they're not looking for any more, they're not even looking for another suspect. So they basically telling you, you know, the story is ending here. These two, they shot each other, you know. Oh, she would never do that, and no one in the truth would do No, like, we are so, so many of our people, like, they are so not in reality. They are so mentally off. They've created an ultimate universe that they're living in. And it's all because they're lazy. When you really when you really look at the bottom line, they're lazy. They're mentally lazy. They're spiritually lazy. They're physically lazy. They don't want to do the work. And they don't, they, you know, they just, it's really disheartening because we're really, really mentally ill. And must be talking about the Negro. What happened? I think you must be talking about the Negro. 
Oh, my apologies. You paused. I thought you were done. Go ahead. Oh, no, brother. Yeah, I was done. Point of information is Aki Manuel. Anisha is like a female version of Malcolm X and Monster Cully from the Crip Gang. I said she is a female version of Malcolm X and Monster Cody from the Crip Gang. Man, <laughs> she don't play. Man, I, I don't think, but man, I be feeling the magnetic feels from her her responses. I'll be like, whoa! Hallelujah! <laughs> you can feel it through the damn keyboard in the screen. Damn! <laughs> like, oh, they make man. me so mad. They make me so mad. Like, yeah. it's painful. It hurts. And then I see these brothers posting these. Something such so damn disrespectful to their sisters, but then you want to jump all on top of them, though. Hmm. You in their inbox trying to get all in their ear, but we ain't nothing. You gotta be out of your mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but they like it, it breaks my heart because we can't do it like this, man. Like you, you, you know. Sister, you phased out, sister. <clears throat> hey, hey, free something online? You mean, I'm here. Alright, damn. Can you hear? Yeah, we hear you. Okay. Hey, free. I had a quick question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, when when Adam and Eve were placed on this earth, before they ate from the tree of life, were they in a physical state, or were they in a different state at that at that moment? Well, they they weren't the first people on the earth, so yeah, they were in a physical state. Okay. Okay. And, oh, yeah. It says, and God, this is, I think it's Genesis 2, and God created male and female. He created them. That's before Adam and Eve. So it's saying he created them, that that there were people. Now, if you trace the word Adam, it has a a totally different meaning than what people think. It's really crazy, but, yeah, they were physically physically present, yeah. All right. Thank you. Good Shalom, I'm going on the record is uh, Eric. Uh, I want to uh, just ask Brother Priest, since we were talking about Adam and, Adam and Eve, uh, could it be that when they say we on the clock of Mezzaroth, is it our people, mind frame back in that baby state, and they don't know the law yet? Man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a good way to express it, brother. I have to agree. I mean, we are. That's why we're we're listed as minorities. It's not. Listen, how are you? Do how do you outnumber somebody, but you are the minority? Because it's your it's a state of mind. You know, it's a state of mind consciousness. It has to do with the adolescent thinking of babies. So how I describe it is. 
one of the things that a baby does, she cries and whines, and it acts like it's helpless. It can't walk. It can't talk, right? Well, you have fully grown adults who can't walk or talk or speak or think in law. So they're babies, you know, and they can't even reason with law. They can't reason with reality. Reality, that's the crazy thing. And then this this is really bad with, with Negro men. I'm just saying like it is, Negro men are the weakest being on the planet Earth in general. I, I, I mean what I'm saying. I don't mean to, to hurt anybody's feelings, but we got to look at our people and be honest. You can't even talk to a Negro man. As a man trying to be being a man trying to talk to another Negro man, he's so damn sensitive. He's like a little six-year-old girl. Will cry if you say something to him. Well, whine and then want you to pay him all the attention. Oh, pay me attention. You got to pay me attention over everybody else because I, I want your attention. That's how selfish and arrogant the Negro man is. So, yes, he's a minority. Yes, we are minorities. It's, uh, what is it, Isaiah chapter 4, I think it is. Um, the children are their oppressors. <laughs> Children are their oppressors. How in the world? And look at our people, because he was a prophet. Look at us today. They're scared of their own children. They're afraid of their own children. Then you got somebody. I just saw Fred. What is it? Fredro Star and Keith Murray. They had a rap battle. Fredro Star is like forty-five years old. Got his hat cocked all to the side, dressed like he's 16 years old. Call himself battle rapping like he's a teenager. So the, the older people now, Jay-Z in his 40s, all of them, they dress like the young people. And they follow the young people. And so they're afraid of the young people and their opinions. They're afraid of the, the, the children's opinions of them. They have, to, they have to fit into a childlike mind. That's what that's what it is, brother. I yield. I like lunacy. Amen. Amen. You, you know, you know. Um, if I can interject a little, you know, um, I'm the age that I am right now. Right, I'm I'm about to be in my thirties in a bit. Right, and. In college, I see this, you know, people just come out of the high school, and I know a lot of people that are around my age group, they want to dress like they're still in high school. And it shouldn't be the mind state where that we, it shouldn't be the mind state that, okay, to be cool, you got to look like the younger generation. You got to fit in. You got to talk at them. You got to start doing the things they do. You gotta start being accepted amongst them, and we should, you know, the older, the older individuals of age should be the ones that should be looked upon by the younger. But that that's just natural. That's just natural. That's just how it is naturally. You know, that's how I see. It. And you. 
um, Brother Cedric. I was listening to what Priest was saying, right? And it reminded me, and I had, when he was done speaking, I had said it sounded like lunacy. I, a couple of months ago, I think I had mentioned to Emilia Ruth and Ark Andrew, we were online one day, and I and I was telling them how I read in a bank book. It's, this isn't a bank book. As a matter of fact, it was in uh, this uh, book. It was like a British banking book, I think that's what it was called, or English, England banking book. And I was telling them how they have something called a lunacy committee. <laughs> and the lunacy committee uh, is a, a committee that presides over, uh, I guess you can say, people who necessarily don't uh, – it's basically kind of like Congress. Basically, it is Congress. They preside over people who cannot govern themselves. But in – England or in uh, British common law, they call it the lunacy committee. And that's exactly what we have here in the United States. And I'm just like, okay, so if we have a lunacy, if we have something like a lunacy committee in con- uh, pretty much just like Congress, I'd have to ask who the lunatics. And then I guess you have to, I guess you, you know, you can find your ass out by looking at, all the people that preside in uh, the United States are citizens who don't govern themselves. And we just seem to fit that mold. And that was just something that just made me laugh on the other end of the phone because I was just like when Brother Priest was saying that, you know, we are in a, we are, a, we have what you call a matured body, but we have a, a very um, adolescent mindset when it comes to wanting to govern ourselves or wanting to do for ourselves. We tend to, um, we tend to think very adolescent, and uh, it's been pretty much one of our major flaws as a people. Um, and just being here, it just helps us to grow out of it, you know. So, I yield. Does anybody else have anything that they want to share? They don't. Shalom, shalom, brothers and sisters, brother Neil, Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. Peace, peace. Uh, I wanted to just make a few comments and definitely um, acknowledge the sister for her um, expression of what, you know, her opinion of this truth. You know, I like to hear sisters, real sharp sisters like that, uh, really involved. And, you know what I'm saying, that's, um, that's a good, real good sign because that's exactly one of my strategies is to actually go after, you know, our women first. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you get the sisters – the brothers and the children they ain't gonna have no other choice but to come along. So that's definitely a good strategy to be um, really getting this to our sisters, and I can appreciate her uh, perspective. And uh, I would I would say just keep pushing on, sister. I pray to the Most High strength in your heart, your neck, and your head, so you can um, do battle out there because that's that's what we're in. We're in battle. We at, we at war. So definitely keep on pushing on and strengthening yourself. I, I appreciate you. And uh, one thing I, I've been seeing on uh, Facebook over the last couple of days, and it, and it brought back what Brother Priest said last week about the idolatrous, um, the idolatrous aspect of what we understand to be the rapture. Because I saw ships; they were they were showing ships like coming out, like on the Independence movie, Independence Day movie, just coming out the clouds like that. Yeah. And some of the caption on there about you know. Um, the ships is coming, um, or 
you know, we can uh, get on these ships and escape. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's, that is an idolatrous aspect of it because, um, you know, it's not about negating your responsibilities and living, you know, righteously and in balance with the laws of the Most High. You know, but however, the word does, the word does say we do have an escape. And I think it's in um, First and Second Peter. It speak about the day star. I would wish that the day star will arise in your heart, that you would escape the coming tribulation. Now, an aspect of what you know rapture is, it's a, it's 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 mathematics, it's anatomy, it's physiology, it's biology, and from what I've studied and what I've experienced, in my opinion, it's um. It's the development of the central nervous system to deal with the higher frequencies of uh, what this is really all about and fulfilling the purpose of uh, of life, just like, you know, the master did before. He attained the Godhead. He fulfilled his purpose, and he conquered death, ascended, and transcended up out of here. So I, I just want to really hit home to the brothers and sisters the word does offer us an escape, but like I say, you can't you can't negate, you know what I'm saying? Right, youthness and balance and self government and um, maturity. You know, in Hebrews says it says in Hebrews, can we get past the elementary teachings of Christ to move on to more advanced teachings? Now, alchemy, transmutation, metaphysics. You know, those are higher sciences, and um, it takes a real mature, well-rounded individual to really deal with this subject, these subjects because they they so foreign to, to popular culture. And actually, they, it's looked frowned upon, and uh, they actually um, say it's demonic and, and things of that nature because, you know, they just don't want you to mess with it. So, and, you know, I would like today. Today down here in Jacksonville, it was so pretty. It was so pretty out. And, like, I've been off, like, the last year. You know what I'm saying? I've been off maybe the last year and a half since my um, car accident. And um, I'm telling you, just that alone, brothers and sisters, not having to worry about going to work, not having to worry about paying bills, not having to, you know, worry about traffic. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting at the house in the yard listening to grass grow, you know, so it, it, it afforded me uh, quite a bit of insight into the word, into, um, you know, purpose and who I am, you know what I'm saying? Because I got out of um, three bones broke in my neck, you know what I'm saying? And, and once my people heard my voice, they was like, what's the high number wrong you to me, you know what I'm saying? Because I told my children, uh, you know, a goat in the scriptures, goat represents an aspect of it. I don't speak absolutely. You know, I seek knowledge from cradle to the grave, take me to the ends of the earth, hold a steadfast to what's good, proving all things. You know what I'm saying? So I had to tell my, my children, I fed my, my Christ. I fed my Christ so much truth to where the accident really didn't affect me physically because, you know what I'm saying, this, 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 this is a way of life for me. And I got out of that accident and been blessed. And I, I got plans, you know what I'm saying, to bring, do more and, and help more people. But we got to realize, you know, we wake this giant up. We're going to have to have something to do. 
So that's why we as a tribe, you know, we need to get get on. You know, we need to move on and get these things established so, you know what I'm saying, our people can have somewhere to come. Because like the words say, he's going to get us all back. He's going to wake us all back up. And, you know, for the ones that's predestined for ordained to do his works, we just got to make sure we stay busy and uh, get things accomplished so when they do come, we got something for them to do. And with that, you know, brothers and sisters, I yield. And I, I, I appreciate it. Appreciate everybody on the line. Shalom. Much is appreciated also from your talks as well. Uh, brothers and sisters, I just wanted to throw something out there. Um, I had, I, I don't know if Brother Priest is on the line or not, but I had the opportunity to speak to him a little bit on Wednesday about these three properties that I found in New York over by where I'm staying. I'm staying at my dad's. I'm all the way up. Well, not all the way up north, but I'm in the Bronx and Eastchester. And um, I don't know if Brother Trayvon got on or not, but he did message saying that he was caught up and that he would try and, and, and catch getting in a call a little bit later. But I actually showed him these three properties, and I took pictures of them and tried to send them to Brother Priest when I spoke to him on Wednesday he was saying that his the emails are all clogged up. He's got a lot of emails, and he doesn't have a way for me to send him the pictures and the address via phone. Um, but these three properties, uh, two two of them are right next to each other. They're apartment buildings with two storefronts on the bottom. The structure the structures look pretty. Good. They're brick structures, and I don't even know how people are living in them because the entrance way, like they need work. You know what I mean? So like the entrance ways and stuff like that. But there are actually people that are are, are are living them. I don't living in them. I don't know if the you know the landlord is a slumlord. It looks that way to me. But so there's two buildings, two apartment buildings with two storefronts underneath it. Then around the corner from there. There's this really big house. It looks like a house, like it was a mansion that is empty. And next door to the mansion, it has a nice size piece of land next to it. Green grass, nice tree, I think weeping willow tree. And then attached to it is an apartment building and an office. So I was telling Brother Priest about it. He was just like, hmm. He said, you know what, i got to get back to you, sister. You know, i got to find a way for you to send it to me. But I, ha- I know he's busy. I hadn't, you know, he hasn't been able to get back to me to let me know how to send it to him. I was wondering if anybody on the line maybe had an email address where I could send you the pictures and send you the address and you could find a way to get it to Brother Priest. Because as soon as I saw these buildings, I thought of us, and I thought of, you know, housing for us. I thought of daycare and school. I thought of temple. Um, So if anybody has a way for me to get them to you so you can get them to him, it would be uh, greatly appreciated. Well, sister, I'm here. 
Just check your email. Just check your email. I, I, I apologize about yesterday. Just It got out of control yesterday, but um, just check your email. you see. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Shalom. Um, Brother Andrew, I want to, you know, as I was talking about the, um, in the past, the Persian teacher, he was telling me that um, Obama, you know, he was saying that we as, we as a said black people, we as African Americans, there's so much that we can accomplish. He was even spitting facts to me. He was saying that there's 35 million of us African Americans in the region of the United States. And if anyhow we ever united, the, 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 he said, this Persian man said, the power would be taken from white people and be given to immigrants um, and African Americans. And in his mind state, he has it that Obama is of the nation. Of, well, Obama is the same. Is our, is, 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 me and Obama is one and the same. You know, we're of the same people. That's the idea of his mind state. Now, um, I'm saying that because a lot of, of Israelites, they want to bash down on Obama, you know, just because he's of a different nationality. You know, a lot of Israelites, a lot of people, not even Israelites, a lot of people in general, niggas that is on the streets that just don't want white people, Caucasian people because they look where they look. They just want to bash them down for their skin color. And um, I don't know the, the I don't know the job of I don't know the job of a president. I don't know that job, but shoot, that job sounds difficult. It looks difficult because I'm not even too comprehending that whole scenario with that bomb that was dropped in that hospital. What I said, excuse me. Yes, I'm not. I'm not fully aware with that. With that. With that. 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 That shot that was let. That, that shot that was let off from the airplane, right? Or that bomb, or whatever. I'm not sure about that. It was death in that hospital. But regardless if it was a mistake or not. All fingers is pointed upon Obama, you know. So, I'm. That's not an easy. That's not an easy position. That's not an easy position, and I don't even know the full details about it. But what I do know is that Obama is still going to be getting blamed for something that he did not have a knowledge of until the after effects had occurred. Uh, has anybody heard about that scenario that they can give more details upon that and more light upon that? Shalom, brother. Can you speak on that like one more time? Can you briefly speak on that for, uh, one more time, brother? Okay. It's, uh, I don't remember how to pronounce the place. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Kundos or something that I saw. Uh, uh, there was an air uh, air strike attack, and okay. about twelve individuals were killed in the hospital because it was said that 
There's some ISIS group in the hospital that were holding the hospital as a, a certain base. Okay. And open soul. Has anybody heard about that? No, this, I'm just, I think this is the first time I've heard about it, but I'm, I am familiar with uh, Russia going over there and um, uh, basically delivering airstrikes to those ISO uh, uh, rebellion, rebels, I guess that's what you want to call them. Um, a lot of people are not, uh, they're not happy about that, but, you know, Russia is just doing what they, what you know, pretty much we're designed to do at this particular point. I yield. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, and um, the thing that was that, that whole scenario, I was reading about it this morning as well. And the, the news reporter, I, I'm not going to pass on information that I, I, I haven't even confirmed as my own information, but what the news reporter was making mention that it seems like Putin only wants to get recognition for sending over the troops so that in hope of his troops conquering the area, they get the pro- they get the, the the value of that which is conquered, that which ISIS is possessing. You know, um, that's what the news reporter was saying. But I, I I had found the um the the, the analogy that Obama was making. Okay. Hello. Yes. 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 Oh, not, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I had found the apology that Obama had made mention of. And uh, I'm not trying to read the whole article. I'm just going to read about one paragraph, if I may. So it says, Senator Marco Rubio isn't impressed that President Barack Obama apologized to an art history professor who criticized his his recent remarks on the... No, this is not the right article. Um, I'm going to continue to look on it in the meantime. Were you trying to say something, Emo? Emo, your roof, are you there? Maybe she won't unmute. <clears throat> Shalama, going on the record, Eric, Tribal Judah. I was, by that ISIS, I, I had, I was flicking through the TV uh day before yesterday, and uh, I ran up on a, a television station called Jesus Christ TV, where they trying to put where they where they trying to push uh, Christianity over there in uh, Islamic State in India, and uh, they uh, on there they was they had this some the, uh, I forgot his name they had the the guy they had the the pastor guy talking. And they were supporting a book called ISIS in America. And it was funny how they knew all the people who was leaving from Iowa and Mississippi, I mean, not Mississippi, but Minnesota, and are going across seas and joining the Islamic State, well, the, the ISIS group. And then they was returning back to America. And uh, the people on the Jesus Christ TV, 
they knew everybody. They knew all all the all the people who was going and coming. And they said the uh our what it what it called national security or how they, they watch the uh, terrorists, they they said they gonna keep an eye on but they can't keep an eye on everybody. Because these people are Caucasian, I guess, you know, and, and the people in ISIS are Caucasian and a lot of people don't know that. And that's the and this they regime, so they they ain't watching it, and they've been a lot of people from uh, ISIS over here, and with that I yield. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, you know, <coughs> what? Okay. Were you saying something, Brother Cedric? I was going. I was saying, go ahead, go ahead, brother, because I I knew you was about to speak. Okay. Um, yeah, I just found the article, and I'm just going to read a sentence. It says, Obama issues rare apology over bombing of doctors without borders hospital in Afghanistan, Washington. President Obama personally apologized on Wednesday to the head of doctors without borders for what he described as the mistaken bombing of its field hospital in Kunduz, Afghanistan promising a full investigation into the episode, which took the lives of nearly two dozen doctors and patients. You know, um, a lot of individuals can say a lot of things and point a lot of fingers, and I'm not trying to defend no man um, because I am not that individual, and there's always two sides to every story. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure being president is not an easy thing. A lot of us can condemn what people do, and we've never been in their position before ever. And that's, you know, that's not that's not fair. You know, that's just not fair. So, um, but let us see. Yes, sir. Come on, brother. Um, it just came to my mind that, uh, you know, you was making mention that if anybody has any computer skills, you know, we should go on ahead and let you know. But um, I don't know if this would be considered a computer skill, but I know Sister Roxanne, she can, she, she's very good at putting together resumes, you know, like bettering people's resumes, I guess, um, on the computer, right? So I just thought it was Anything will help, brother, and that will help to some, to some greater or lesser degree. And everybody should look on the, also, uh, everybody should look on the chat box. Mark um, Kedrick just put a link for the Afghanistan doctors um, and what's going on, what you uh, the, the brother was just speaking of. But well, thank you for that, Andrew. Crazy. Thank you. Crazy. Crazy. More time. Um, this is Brother I was um, uh, scrolling uh, through the internet and I saw this article um, written on Voice Online, C O U K article, and it's speaking about Kirk Franklin. And the title of it is called Kirk Franklin Religion is a Prison. Said that the award winning gospel star said it's his job to help people lose their religion. Now, there's a 
Grammy Award-winning gospel singer Kurt Franklin is looking to help people lose their religion. The 45-year-old recording artist, artist mused about the concept of religion while revealing the name of his new album on social media. Franklin is releasing his first album in four years, took his Instagram to introduce the forthcoming record, Losing My Religion, claiming that religion is a prison. In the beginning, religion created a mask. For generations, church was where we went to go hide. Rules without relationship is empty inside. There's room at the cross for everyone, even me. Religion is a prison, but truth sets us free. Uh, six, Franklin wrote, the next time you think America, please include me. The preacher isn't God, religion, religion's first mistake. I'm losing my religion. Thank you, God. Helping you lose yours is my job. <laughs> the, all, the album will be released next month. While he thanked his fans on Twitter for their support, Franklin recently released his single, Want to Be Happy, also admitted to being nervous about releasing the music. I can't thank you enough for the love you've shown my new song. He tweeted, every artist is afraid. I'm just not afraid to admit it. Explaining the concept of his new song to the Christian Post, Franklin said, every human being was wired with the desire for happiness, and we will try different things, and I'm mean, all in the pursuit of that feeling with this song. I'm saying, if you really want to be happy, you have to start with the originator. Hmm. That spoke volumes to me, uh, with the part where he was saying that um, he, was helping it, he was helping to make everybody lose their religion. And he said that the preacher isn't God, religion's First mistake. <laughs> that was funny to me. Um, anybody got something they want to share on that? <laughs> um, so he's saying. Well, on the record, it's like Bernard Trapper Judah. I just wanted to say when I heard you say that and mention in that brother, uh, Proverbs three and thirty one comes to mind. Envy thou not thy oppressor, and partake in none of his ways, and him being participants in Christianity and knowing that the uh, Roman Catholic Church has pushed that doctrine and has destroyed our people. And then for this brother, you know, he's he's a, what you would call a coon, and they're using him as a, uh, as a tool to destroy our people. So, you know, I don't really, I don't listen to none of those guys, none of their music, because they're a detriment to our people. But just like... Uh, Brother Andrew was speaking on Barack Obama. He the same as Kurt Franklin. None of them are of any use to our people because they're being used to destroy our people in that year. For the record, this is our priest. You know what? I have to say this because it's music. Please hear me good, you all, and particularly um, Bernard. A sister sent her music to the radio, to our radio, right? Her name, listen to her name, Stacy Israel. Now, when I saw the name, I was excited. When I went to see her music, I was disgusted. Because... She calls herself Stacy Israel, 
For all I know, that could be her real name. I don't know her actual birth name. Excuse me. But her lyrical content just disgusted me. And I had to sit back and say for myself, first of all, the music is not all that good, but that's irrelevant. The question is, would I play her music with her name being Stacy Israel and then knowing that her con- her content of her lyrics is contrary to that? She's on Reverb Nation. She sent a link a link to Reverb Nation. But knowing that her content is contrary to her name mm-hmm. really disturbed me. And I was struggling with it. Like, would this be considered discrimination if I said I, I would be personally refused to play her music? Is that discrimination? Well, I don't know whether it is or not. And if it is, then it's going to have to be because I refuse to play her music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it, man. I can't do it. I yield. It pretty. Can I just say it would? It definitely is contrary, but it also does more than that. It would pretty much kind of um. It, it it's really no different than her. She might as well have went and introduced her music to the regular radio stations. I mean, because they already promote. Uh, ill behavior amongst our people. I mean, so her music would have been right for the, you know, right for the regular radio station, if you will. Um, looking at the fact that, you know, her name is Israel, it uh, would send the wrong message about what exactly we're trying to do. Because the first thing they'll think is if we're playing it on the radio, then we must think like that. And that's part of, you know, what we're trying to do is trying to clean up our, um, the way that, not so much as the way we act, because our actions are based off of what we think and what we say. Um, so, you know, for her to not understand that, you know, it's a, you know, our music is a form of expression, but I mean, there's more, there's a better way you can express yourself, you know. So if her music was kind of degrading, I, it, yeah, it's gonna, mm-mm. I, I can agree with you, brother. I can see where you want. You know what? If I swear to God, if her name would have been Stacy Smith, I would play it. <laughs> <laughs> but not Stacy Israel. Right. Are you? Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> Shalom. This is Brother Andrew. Has anybody heard about the uh, ex-president? Has anybody heard about the ex-president, Jimmy Carter, who has now become a pastor in, I think, Georgia? Someone. Hold on. Hold on. Someone, uh, is someone on hold or is someone having going to another call? No, uh, um, somebody's calling me. Um, I can't do nothing. On, yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. <coughs> so you I said was he saying, Pardon? No, no, I didn't answer. I didn't answer. No, I just, said you, no, you were speaking about Jimmy Carter, and I was asking, did you just say that he he's a Georgia pastor now? He's, he's Yeah, he's now a pastor. I'm not too sure of, the, of what region he's now a pastor, but I heard it this morning that 
he's been diagnosed with um, cancer, brain cancer, and he's been telling his congregation that. And he's now a pastor where he preaches. Like, even they've been, they had a full 10 minutes this morning showing it on Canadian television. 10 minutes he was preaching, he was talking, you know, and um, he asked everybody, where are you from? People said Alabama, Georgia, Nevada, and these different places, right? And then he asked, who knows anything about Paul, you know? <laughs> and they was answering, um, Paul, well, Paul traveled, and he was he was he was preaching right, and there was a certain part where he was talking about something, and he couldn't find the scripture, and he was looking for the scripture, <laughs> and then his wife spoke out, and he was like, I can't remember his wife's name, but let's say his wife's name is Martha. He's like, he's like Martha, 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 please, please, I'm gonna get to that. Just, just let me let me do this. Let me let me let me let me speak right. Thank you. I don't mean to be rude, but let me let me let me speak. Let me let me speak. So, um, you know, he he's he, he's now he says that you know I, I'm not denying it, but he says that he uh, he always had a love for the mo- for 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 he always had a love for God, and he's just trying to be a good citizen. Well, they were saying that he's the average citizen. He's he's actually a citizen with a to what a citizen's supposed to be. He's a handyman. He's helpful. He, he, he feeds, you know, he tries his best to do that which he, which he can do and things of that sort onto the community. And he's, he's now a pastor in the area which he grew up in. Yeah, in the area which he grew up in. So wherever Jimmy Carter's was from, where Jimmy's from, that's where he is a pastor now. And I Shuggy, are you, Mr. Shuggy? Shuggy. Yes, sir. Last week you weren't with us after the call. Which one? After this call. Oh, you know what? Because for some strange apparent reason, I literally thought that we, um, that class had dissolved. And I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure that uh, we still had that uh, particular meeting. So I do apologize um, if I wasn't present or whatever. Um, yeah, I do apologize if I wasn't present, but, you know, I was under the impression that when we, the meeting was uh, uh, canceled, if you will. Um, but if you guys had a meeting now and, and I wasn't aware, I do apologize. Oh, that's fine. I just wanted to know. Um, let me see. Is Neil on the line? Neil? Yes, sir. Make sure you log in, brother, to the university. And um, make sure that it's working properly, but you got to gotta go through the classes on there because um, there were some people who were blocked uh, they were blocked and couldn't log in. I had to reset their passwords. But I want to make sure that you get in there and get to the classes because that's where they're going to be right now is online. 
Okay, no doubt. Shoot me the uh, address right now, brother, so I can go ahead and check it out. Because like I said, I change services on my phone, so all my little uh, book uh, bookmarks and everything, all that is going. So I got to, uh, you know what I'm saying, get back on there. Um, we, I don't know the exact website. Um, you Okay. I thought I, I thought I said it to you. What? Hold on one second. Um, did you change email or anything? No, I, I've been getting the emails lately, but um, um, I, I just, I just don't know the name of the site no more. It got away from me. You know how we don't memorize stuff no more because it's all in the phone. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be doing that in a few minutes. Okay. It'll no be I'm saying it from the university. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Listen to this, you all. This is Stacy Israel. Oh boy. <laughs> this, this is the name. This is some of the names of her songs. Hit and Run. <laughs> what is that? What is it? Hit and run. I can already hit and run. Okay. Hit and run. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. Here's another one. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I wanna do you. Too bad. Too bad. I mean, listen. Here's another one. Sprung on stupid. <laughs> what? What's that last one? Sprung on stupid. <laughs> okay, now here's the thing. I, I gotta express this. <laughs> okay, she wait, wait. Here's the killer part. She's Stacy Israel, and she professes in her bio to do R and B, jazz, gospel, and dance. Now, I said to myself when I started, I said, okay, if she does gospel, cool. She could be Stacey Israel. If she has gospel songs, long as it's not, you know, I, I, I can play something like that. I wouldn't mind that. But when I started seeing Hit and Run and I Want to Do You, and I said to myself, <laughs> I could not, I can't in my heart play one of her songs, even if it was good and clean and a gospel song, and then lead somebody back to this in the name of Israel. I can't do it, Miss. I can't do it. Wow. How do you explain hit and run to little children? Say it again. How do you explain hit and run to children? Oh, yes, right. right. <laughs> How do you explain I want to do you? <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm wondering, like, what her thought process was when she was sending it off. I was like, yeah, you're going to feel this. Israelites behind this radio. But the thing is, 
for her to have the nerve to wear Stacy Israel and do this kind of music, that is really disturbing. Yeah. yeah we're sick. We're mentally, we, um, uh, <sighs> you, you know, you know what, um, uh, excuse me for interrupting, but I, I, I am aware that many times a lot of people, in order to reach a certain sector of people, they feel that they got to dumb themselves down. And Paul does make mention, I can't even remember who, but many of the Israelites in, 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 many of the Israelites in the New Testament make mention of something along those lines, but at the same time, they also make mention not to lose, you know, I'm paraphrasing, not to lose your soul in doing that. Still, com- still be able to keep your composure. But when you speak unto individuals, or like for example, if I'm going to be talking to a gangster, or uh, a drug dealer, or um, a murderer, I'm not going to be quoting John one and one. I can't. That's 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 irrelevant unto his ear. That's foreign to him. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be speaking upon the essence of what those things are talking about. And that doesn't also that that, that also means that I'm I'm going to be aware that I am who I am. I'm going to remain speaking according to how my my words, and I'm going to define my words and not have him or her define my words for me. But at the same time, I'm going to be speaking unto them. Asking that they take some time or not, just hear what it is that I got to say. I got something to pass on on to them. Hear me, I know, and I just speak from my heart, you know. But I, but I ain't gonna, you know. We got to be aware, you know, and that's why I guess that's one of the reasons why the scripture says we have to be, um, um, you know, what what's that? What, what I can't I'm paraphrase. We ought to be always in the word, you know. Not necessarily have our head all the time, all the time in in reading, 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 reading. That's it. But whether you have that, you have that in a sense. You have your mind state constantly grounded. You know, for Paul was making mention that I think it's what First Corinthians five. You know, having a foundation, we know what the foundation is. He shows us the foundation. And if anybody that comes and adds unto the foundation, cool. You know, for the foundation is gold, silver, so forth and whatnot. Anybody adding unto the foundation, once they get tried, the fire tries them, if they have done a good work and their work remains, then they get a reward. They have not necessarily done as good as how they were supposed to do, What's left is the foundation and then themselves. But they have to humble themselves to that which is. You know, so essentially what, with that being said, we have to humble ourselves. We have to know ourselves. We have to humble ourselves to that which is of the divine nature and not be faith, not come out of the element that which is us. Because we come out of the element that which is us, regardless of who, whoever we're speaking unto, it's going to show. It's going to know. That we're not being genuine, or not being that we're not being real, real talk. Now you. That that makes me think of uh, Shalom. It's a sister Anisha. That makes me think of us having to be in the world, but not of the world. Yes, like exactly. I, 
I could see if the sister was saying, you know, I'm so in love with him, <laughs> you know, but I want to do you. Whoa. Like, where's your head at? You haven't, um, you haven't, she just hasn't really shed the world yet. Um Kind of makes me want to write a letter, like, oh, sis, you know, <laughs> you know, um, you might want to rethink this a little bit because it's, you know, too, too, you know, you might as well be on Hot 97, cool. you know, with with songs titled such as this, and I, I mean, I can't even imagine what the lyrical content must have been on that type of song, but um. Yeah, people, you know, it just shows you the spiritual battle uh, and that a lot of our people are still wrapped up in this, you know, Christian type of mindset. And it's hard to shed. It's hard to shed. Um, With that, I yield. Cedric. Yes, sir. Forgive me. This is Brother Priest. Yes, sir. Um, I I need to say this to everyone. Um, I send out some things through the universities, and my email in the university is supposed to be turned off. Hmm. Hmm. However, I I guess when I send a bulk email, like for a notice, I guess that doesn't count. I don't know. Anyway, I just noticed that there are some things that have come in to the university. If you look up at the top of the university, it'll say, like how many emails you have, it'll give you the number, so it'll be like one, two, whatever. Okay. Mine says five. But I thought it said five because I sent out five different um bulk emails and I sent them to myself. <laughs> so I haven't been looking at this, okay? Mm-hmm. Somehow I just looked at this and I saw a message from Cedric mm-hmm. pertaining to a sister's situation. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I need to speak with you about that, uh, you know, after the call or something. No problem. Um, and forwarding on the record, this sister uh, was actually brought forth uh, to us by Sister Anisha. And, oh. um, yes, you, you oh, remember? Oh, okay. Yes, yes sir. yeah. And I told her that I would look into the matter. Um, Thank you. And I told her that I would uh, try to get Brother Priest's input on it because I don't necessarily, um, you know, give out legal advice. I, can't, I couldn't tell her what to do. Um, and I figured I'd, you know, get uh, Brother Priest's input about it just to kind of 
she would I could deliver to her, if it would be you know, if we would be able to alleviate her, uh, somehow or something of that nature, because she uh, had expressed that she was very interested. Uh, she expressed that she believes wholeheartedly in what we were doing, and she thought it was, you know, it was very, very insightful of for what we were doing, and she was pleased. But um, she had expressed that um, there were certain things that she uh, felt like would hinder her from coming into the nation. I think one of the things uh, that she thought would hinder her from coming into the nation is something that you know a lot of people had felt would hinder them is, I guess you can say, like uh, paying a fee or something of that nature. And I had expressed to her that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't necessarily be a problem. Um, And then she hit me with that dilemma. And I said, well, I don't necessarily, I can't necessarily speak on that. And I told her that I would uh, try to reach out to priests, you know, just to kind of get some insight. Uh, and see what the sister can, what the sister would be able to do. Uh, but it was really weird, <laughs> it was really really weird. But um, uh, yeah, I ended up sending you a message, brother. She said she had fears that was into her. Yeah, she had. Uh, I think one of her fears was uh, maybe like uh, she didn't understand uh, the interest, uh, not the interest. Uh, she didn't understand how she would be able to get in. Maybe she felt like she uh, would have to pay, like, some major fee to get in or something like that. I think that was oh, one of the – and uh, usually that's something that a lot of people feel intimidated by. And, I, you know, and I had expressed to her, I think, you know, I think we may have changed uh, in that department or, or something along that lines. We don't – I don't know. I can't necessarily speak creases online, so you right. have to – be able to, he can be able to clear up a lot of different things. Right. On that. Yeah. Right. But just the dilemma that she had expressed to me, I told her that I would uh, ask for the priest's, um, get his uh, counsel, if you will. Right. Um, and we'll talk about it when he gets brother. Well, you know what? I have to say this kind of in response to what you just said. Yes, sir. I'm kind of glad that people do feel that way because mm-hmm. unless you like, I, I'm glad if they feel intimidated or they feel like something is stopping them in certain ways. I'm not saying in her case, I'm I'm not using her, but right. I want to express this because if you only realize the maniacs, they see, I don't talk about all the maniacs that come in. You know, you don't hear me talk about all the maniacs that apply and, you know, like the one guy, oh, I'm Jesus, and I was sent to lead your nation. I mean, come on. What? Wow. You know, or or I'm, I'm the last prophet, and I'm supposed to uh, get this information and then give you my information, and then I'm supposed to go save the world. I mean, Negro, please. Wow. You, you applied apply don't even comprehend what you're applying to because if you listen to anything we say or read anything that's on there that should shoot you down that should tell you to go the other way this guy wrote this guy okay this is this is a guy that somebody knows somebody in the nation knows but he's from michigan okay now i don't know him i mean i'm from detroit 
I don't know him. But anyway, listen. He writes and says, does your does your nationalization work? So I respond to him. I'm like, first of all, it's not our nationalization. So you got that wrong. Second of all, this is not something that we made up and created. This is not like that BS sovereign garbage. There's somebody that they just make up stuff and tell you. And said this stuff comes out of the scriptures and out of the law books. And it's ancient. This is not new. This ain't this is it has nothing to do with what we, we didn't create this. We just understand how it's always been done. So I'm saying this to him, and he's offended by that. And I'm saying, you're asking me a question like, does nationalization work? I'm trying to explain to him, listen, you're asking me if you change your name, does does it work if you change your name? That's what you're essentially asking me, because I'm trying to explain to him what we're doing is we're going back to our names. That has nothing to do with your status just going back to your name. It has nothing to do with how people are going to treat you. Mm-hmm. But there's also no no obstacle. What are you talking about? Who who do you really know that is sitting around saying to our people, you cannot nationalize? There's right. no obstacle. What are you talking about? Like, And I said, listen, you're following that sovereign Moorish nonsense. You know, and that stuff doesn't work, and that stuff breeds opposition because it's fraud. That's why you have the problems that you have in doing it. If you follow the law and follow the scriptures, there is no obstacle, period. Now, the only thing you might face is if you go to the court and the judge sees that you don't really know what you're doing, and then, you know, he might, he might like, dismiss it, dismiss it with, without prejudice. He might do that, but there's no real opposition. I mean, Shedrick, you've been in courts. Have, have you had any problems in courts? No, I haven't. Okay. When, when I did, you know, go ahead. When I, uh, just so to say, when I uh, did my name change, I didn't have any problem at all. Um, the only thing I – well, I will say at first, when I um, did go to our uh, local superior court, they didn't, um, they didn't look at me weird. The lady actually smiled at me when she realized what it was I was doing. But she, she was really nice at first. She was really nice, and she told me what I needed to do. Um, but then when I uh, uh, sent my information off, um, I got it back. I had no problem, nothing at all. It came back stamped, um, sealed, <laughs> and it was like a. It was like man, like this. It really did work. It, it really worked. I had no problems at all. As a matter of fact, I think all the brothers here who have done their process had nothing but good feedback since <laughs> they've been doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody who's done it here, I mean, you can personally ask them. They've had no problems whatsoever. Nothing but good things to say. So, I but, but look, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're not properly, um, first of all, how can I say this? Deprogrammed. Right. <laughs> you got to be, that's what we're doing here. We're deprogramming people from idolatry, from Christianity, 
from sovereign mythology, from Islam, from I'm a god and goddess, all that nonsense. <laughs> We're deprogramming them from that to prepare them to actually do things that you should have learned at 13 years old. You see, yeah. so it's like this stuff. This stuff is like rocket science. I had another guy. This was another guy. Um, I think about two weeks ago. He said, um, he said, I want to know how I need to correct my federal and my state uh, nationality or sovereignty, something like that. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, man, where do these people get this madness from? Like, so, so when they hear us talk or explain it and we, and it's real simple and there's no, Big almighty gargoyle standing in front of you to give you a fight. They don't get it. It's like it's it's difficult for them because they have in their mind that they're supposed to go into the courts or go to the, the local county clerk or the county recorder, cuss them out. You know, they they had it in their mind. Then they think that they're supposed to fill out a UCC form and it's nonsense. And so. Dealing with this every day, I, I don't express this to everyone, but you all really don't know the multiple mental illness that I deal with every day. Wow. Like the the mental illness and the, the psycho, psychotic, savage, beast, niggerdom that I deal with every day. Every day. Like it's all around me. And still you hear me come and stand my post and keep marching forward. But I'm telling you, had I not been trained, I would have probably lost my mind three years ago. Because when the people turn to the people that I help, when when you help somebody win their house, in their house case, $35,000 in in a uh, house case, in credit card cases, and they turn around and stab you in the back. Yeah. That is hurtful because you don't have your guard up against people that you are expressing your love. You know, you have your guard up against your enemies, not your people that you are helping and trying to love. So if I wasn't prepared properly, I would have probably lost my mind then. But the Lord saw fit to get me back up and keep going. But I'm telling you, I go through this every day, whiny, Negro men, whining and crying for attention all the time. Brother Priest, pay me attention. Give me more attention than everybody else, Brother Priest. I'm talking about so-called men. And I'm like, holy Jesus. And then to find out what they do to, um, to the sisters, I'm like, Negro, if you tell me another thing, I'm going to come see you. I'm going to come physically visit. If you tell me another kind of way that you're dealing with these sisters in the, in the wrong capacity, you're going to get a, you're going to get touched up. You know, like, because these Negroes need their behinds beat the hell down because they do not know how to deal with women. They, they always try to play some, I'm, I'm your... I don't know. I'm the supreme 
Lord God over you. Mm-hmm. And don't know how to apply it. Don't know how to apply it. Don't know. How, listen, how can you expect to be treated like a king if you're not going to treat her like a queen? What the hell kind of nonsense is this, man? You know, and I hate with a pure hatred what I see in our Negro men. They're lazy bums. They're excuse-making blame shifters. Then they got the nerve to be arrogant and haughty and act like some woman owes them something, like they're supposed to just talk to her any old kind of way, bark out orders, tell her what to do, and all this nonsense, and don't even know how to be a man themselves. Forgive me, I'm passionate about that. I have to exit, actually. I love you all, Salam. I got to exit. I got to get to the next class, Salam. Salam, Salam. Salam. Um, exiting to the next class. Um, I would like to uh, pass the post to Brother Bernard if you're going to be available. Going on the record, it's like Bernard, y'all, Judah. Uh, let's see, it's 6 o'clock, man. My, I'm probably going to be on the call another 10, 15 minutes until my battery die out, so I'll be mm-hmm. here. Hopefully I can get home in time and plug it back in, but I, I got the post, brother. Can you hear me? I also want to say, Ima Yaru, I didn't know when uh, Brother um, Ramya Ah, if you're still on, had took a picture with you. I did not recognize you. You don't look a day over 40. I would have never known that was you. She is so gorgeous. She took a picture with Brother Ramya, and I didn't even know that was her. (laughs) Uh, Ima Yaru, are you still on? Maybe she's got off. But I just wanted to put that on. I wanted to post that on here because I did not know that that was her. There was a picture of her brother Amya on. And I just wanted to say this lady is has is beautiful. Uh, I will now be exiting. I'll see you guys next uh, Thursday. Shalom. On the record, it's like Bernard Travel Judah. Uh, the floor is open. I apologize for the noise because I'm still traveling on my way home. And um, I'm going to leave it open until I get to an area where it's not as noisy. So if anybody got a topic that they want to speak on, go ahead and do so now. Shalom Nation. This is uh, Brother Gavin from the Tribe of Benjamin. I've been on. Shalom, brother. All right. All right, so long. Yeah, I've been on quite a while, but I was doing a lot of, um, I was, I'm at work, so I'm, I do deliveries, so I didn't want to make noise, but I heard a lot of this stuff. I, I wanted to go back to um, what brother, what brother um, Andrew was talking about, this raid, is it, is it, because I stopped, I pulled over, I'm like, I'm on a break now, so is, is that raid you're talking about, that bombing is the Russians who cluster bombed Syria? And had airstrikes against they were targeting ISIS. No, the the, the bomb that I, that was Brother Shedrick making mention of that. Brother Shedrick was making mention of that um, Putin sent about 150,000 troops to fight ISIS. But what I was talking about, I was making mention about Obama um, being making an apology. Obama made a public apology for 24 people, about 24 people that got bombed in a hospital. 
in condemns condemns um condemns Afghanistan because it was said that there was some ISIS uh individual that was fighting that was over in those regions in the, in the hospital as brother as brother Kedrick had posted if you, when you get a, when you get a chance you could check it out on the talk on the on the on the talk show part on the talk show posting it's there Okay. Now, I was just reading it now. I'm reading uh, Russia, the bombing in Syria. This, I think it happened October the 8th, Thursday. No, that's today. What am I saying? Um, I don't know. All right. I'll try to look at it. But because I was going to mention, you know, uh, being, being so, I don't know if anyone else in the nation has ever been in the military, uh, but I served four years active duty, so I don't know if anyone could, could relate to the administrative body and how the bureaucracy is in the service? Can anyone, has anyone uh, also experienced being in the service? No, I, Man, my, my stepfather was in the Navy. Uh, so, you know, I, I uh, okay. when I was young, we used to bounce around for military housing. So, okay. you know, growing up and being around that, I would see the indoctrination that they right. would do to our brothers and sisters. So I know that that's a deep mind control that they go through. Right, right. I just, I just wanted to ask because I, I don't, I really don't know about that incident about the one in um. I, and I, it's, you said it's in Afghanistan itself, brother uh, Andrew. Yes, Condens, Condens, Afghanistan. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say I'm going to lay the record straight because, you know, don't believe the hype. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> don't believe the hype. Okay. And I'm not trying to say you're trying to defend Obama or anything like that. But you best believe anytime they drop a bomb out of a plane, because I used to work on air bases myself, Okay. There's no mistake about where they're going to drop a bomb, put it that way, or they're going to shoot a missile into a building. There's no mistake about it. So that's number one. Number two, strategically, um, you know, before air raids are sent out or any troops on the ground are sent out, they already, they already mapped out where they're going to go and, and where everything in that region is. It's like a floor plan to a building. You know, I'm in the construction fleet field. When you put a when you put a floor plan in front of you, before it's even before the plan is even designed, the idea comes up in your head where you want every location of what specific uh, material you're going to input in that in that building or that house or that structure. Okay, and that plan is given to the subcontractors way before they get on site before they start building. Or before they start laying out, marking out where they're going to start providing your piping system, your, you know, the electrical system, uh, framing the walls, you know, putting up concrete blocks if it has to be concrete blocks, the HVA system. That's the same thing with the military. They got a map. They know where everything is strategically on the ground. So don't don't get it twisted about being a mistake or him being apologetic, you know, 
I, I could go on for days about what's going on, but I, I'm just trying to put that out there in the ether. And I'll you. <laughs> going on the record, it's like Bernard again, Tribal Judah. You know, thank you for sharing that, brother. Uh, you know, brother Andrew, because you live in Canada. You know, I I lived in the United States for 48 years now, and uh, you know, just doing the research on uh, all the presidents, none of them had no no love for the so-called African Americans and the natives. Native Indians and uh, Hispanics and so on and so forth, they have no love for us. So what the brother is explaining is true facts. And also because he's an African, they don't have, he don't care about nothing that goes on here except following orders. That's, he isn't in position to follow orders, and that's all he's there to do. So in us being in an ecclesiastic, ecclesiastical theocracy headed by the Most High, you know, it's really none of our concern. So on one point, we're supposed to keep our ears to the streets, so to speak, to, you know, stay in the loop and, and see what these demons is doing. But like the sister said earlier, you know, even though we're in the world, we can't be of the world. So that's Revelations 18 and 4. we got to come out. We don't participate in none of their politics because they all make demonic decisions, and they, you know, they serve a different different God than the God that we serve. So that politics, I mean, it's so it's so shady living here in this country and growing up and seeing it. So, you know, the former former slaves of, uh, the you know, the American presidents, they were slaves, slave owners, and none of them have done anything for us. You know, the only two that tried to do anything was Lincoln and Kennedy, and uh, they got assassinated because they was going to ruin these Illuminati's money interests, and so they, they're going to protect their they cash cows. I'm going to yield real quick because there's a lot of noise, uh, and I'm going to leave the flow over. I appreciate that op. Appreciate that op, Gavin. Appreciate that about uh, that because um, you know, most definitely, I I I was just drawing that scenario to point on. Oh, you know, I I hear what you brother is saying, but I was just drawing that scenario to point on. Oh, that too much times we as individuals we want to you know too much times a lot of individuals they want to blame blame people for the bad things that they do, you know, for want to blame people, oh, they don't they don't think they've done a good job. They could they feel like they could have done a better job. But they themselves have never been in that position. Like, I can say, oh, you know, right now what's happening right now in, in, in Canada, there's, there's, there's election going on. Everybody's voting, everybody's voting, everybody's voting for... Um, saying that, you know, the, the said prime minister at this moment in time, Stephen Harper, they said that he could have done a lot better. Uh, um, at the end of the day, everybody could say Stephen Harper is a bad prime minister, but they've never been prime ministers themselves ever, you know. So, it's it, you know, that, that's all that I was saying, but I appreciate what brothers is making mention because, most definitely, I, I am aware that he is not, he's not our people and that he also does do things that are contrary to law. You know, he also tries to, he does a lot of things that are contrary to law, straight up. You know, uh, uh-huh. if you ask me, he's supposed to be impeached a long time. And I hear. Thank you for sharing that. 
You know, just to um, just to give you some more clarification on our presidents, like Ronald Reagan and uh, Gerald Ford and uh, George Bush Sr., uh, there's, a, there's a woman by the name of Kathy O'Brien. She wrote a book called Transformation of America. And in that book, she explained how when she was like three years old, they used to take her to the White House, and she would name Gerald Ford and Ronald Reagan and George Bush and uh, Dick Cheney. All these guys was molesting her when she was a little child. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of, the, one of the things that's so sad about America is that we put all these presidents up on a pedestal, and the majority of them are pedophiles. And, you know, and they, and they practice satanic rituals, and they kill a lot of people. What you just mentioned you know, with them dropping that bomb, those are rituals that are taking place right before our eyes. And the people are so so caught up in the Republican debates and the Democratic debates and the old magic show is just being done right before your very eyes and we don't have a clue to what's going on. So that's why, you know, us being here in this nation and, 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 ad, and adhering to these scriptures and fearing the Most High and keeping the commandments, that's our duty. That's our responsibility. We need to keep our eyes on the prize and don't never get hoodwinked and caught up in what they're doing out here. You know, just to give you some more, uh, man, this, actually, this is a true story. So the other day I'm on the bus traveling, and a Puerto Rican brother sitting in the back of the bus with me, and he, he see me, I got my Hebrew hat on. He said, what's happening, brother? And I said, what's happening, brother? And he's, like, and he's, like, asking me all kind of questions and stuff, and he's asking me about my ancestry. And I said, so, well, you know, I'm an Israelite tribe of Judah. And I asked him, I said, well, what, what's, your, what's your father, brother? And he's like, man, my father was Puerto Rican. And then I said, well, you you my brother then. You're Israelite. And he was like, well, brother, I, I'm, a, I'm a Muslim. I practice Islam. I said, well, I don't know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but... If you do the research, I'm sure you're going to find out if you're, you're saying your father was a Puerto Rican and, and your grandfather was a Puerto Rican, you you call up in idolatry right now. So, he, you know, I gave him my number, and uh, we, we was chopping it up a little bit on the back of the bus. But it's not just, you know, speaking with him. It's about speaking with a lot of brothers and sisters around here in the public. They don't know who they are. They don't have a clue to who they are. And, you know, when you're speaking to them, you you have to be rock solid in your foundation and what you're learning, and you're going to get that here in this nation. So when you're out conversating with them, you'll know how to uh, articulate. And then they're going to see by example, man, there must be something special about this brother because he got a, he got a glow about him. When they see us as Israelites and they see us out here and they're asking questions, you know, be able to articulate what you're learning here in this nation because you're going to lead one more to the most high, and that's our duty. And with that, I... Bring the floor open again. Definitely, most definitely. You know, brother. Um, I, 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 um, you know what? You know what kind of bothers me? It's not this. This word is not one to. It's not one to um, play around with. It's not one to say, "Oh, it's of my own free will." Oh, I brought this individual in. Oh, nobody can preach this word like how I can preach it. Nobody should be having that mind state. You know. But what I just what kind of bothers me is when I try to speak to an individual, you know, what, no matter what way of walking they may be walking, and I'm just trying to show them, you know, the word for that which is, and they believe they know so much, which they do know a lot. But then when we start just sharing notes, when we start just sharing truths, 
Life that comes out of their mouth is, oh, I don't know that which you know, or I don't know as much as that which you're talking about. But you know what? Come debate with my elder. So it's like, in my head, it's like, you haven't studied for your own self. You haven't studied against or studied for in that which you are hearing. You know, because a lot of individuals, they only just, you know, they, a lot of individuals, they'll just research only what they are told to research, and they only just repeat that which they hear, and they're only speaking upon a definition that which they hear, and they don't know how to define their own words according to how their brain operates. And that's vital, that's important. You know, I'm not better than nobody. I know everybody works on their own pace, their own time. You know, but at the end of the day, the scripture says it best. One man plots a seed, another man might water it, but it's the duty of the most side to make that flourish and grow. And I yield. Thank you for sharing that. You know, when I when I speak to the people as well, you know, I never uh, try to come across like I know it all as well. You know, I always want to speak. If I am speaking and, and edifying my brother, I'm going to bring it straight from the Scripture because that's what we're supposed to do. And uh, that's where it shows that you've been studying. When it says show, the, show thyself approved, you're studying. You, you comprehend these Scriptures. You're getting in every day. And you reading and you comprehend what the what this book is saying. And a lot of the people that you speak with, they don't take the time to do that. And so they, they look foolish trying to debate you. You're not even trying to debate. You're just trying to share with them, man, brother. Here's some information that you may not be aware of. You should look this up, and uh, it would help you in your life. So, you know, a lot of our Israelite brothers and sisters, are, unfortunately, you know, we know that future for them, but... The ones that we can share this information with, this is what we have to do. It's our duty. And, uh, you know, the more that you do it, the more that you come across brothers and sisters and you and you, and you having that conversation with them, it actually sharpens you. Iron sharpens iron. So it actually strengthens you in your walk. And to continue to do that, continue to uh, stay in your scriptures, and uh, it, it only does is it edifies the work that you're doing for the Most High. And we all got to do that in Christ. So. You know, that's one of our respons- responsibilities, and I yield. Shalom. Uh, this is Nima Yarut, and I, I'm i having a little difficulty talking, so I've been listening. But mm-hmm. I wanted to bring something to the forefront. And uh, I know Sister Adiana had talked about reparation and should we get it or should we not. First of okay. all, uh, first of all, uh, a reparation, you know, it's only given to people of a nation, and it's not an individual thing, I would think. But I wanted to bring to light one thing. When we're, I learned this in my uh, studies over the years and also experience, but I, the thing that you got to understand, and it takes it to Matthew 13, about what really is going on. I'm going to try to read a little bit and, and catch this now, understand where I'm taking this. And he spake many things unto them. In parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow his seed. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured them. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. 
and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and became, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up with it and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Now check this out. Who have ears to hear? Let him hear. And the, and the discipline, um, and the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou this unto us a parable? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to, but to them it's not given. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, sometimes you got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. Sometimes you got to be able to discern. You know, the spirit, because, see, at the end of the day, we're not messiahs or saviors. We're uh, sores of brothers and sisters out here, fishermen. And if if our spirit says, say something you said, and then you kick the dust off your heels, keep on going. You know, some are, somebody's over needing more of your attention. So everybody's not going to get it. Everybody's just not going to get it. And when you understand that, your progression will uh, will become even stronger for the next one that you meet, and, and it'll be able to project to the next one. And who is to say you might not be able to snare line upon precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. It's like a hook. It's like stuttering. You got to keep doing it over and over. And when you know you got it, you're going to get it. And that's all I'm trying to say is we're not going to get everybody. Unfortunately, we're just not going to. And with that, I yield. Thank you, Mother. It sounds like you need to talk some more, you know, because the more you talk, the more your voice sounds more. Thank you. Yeah, we always appreciate our mother for sharing with us because you always bring good information and that word is is true and it's real and we have to stick with it. We're not going to save everybody. That's a, that's a fact. But when you're saying this word, it will edify you. Is there any new topic that anybody wants to speak on? You want to speak on anything else that the email has spoke on? Floor is open. Shalom. Out here, Travel Judah. I just wanted to say this. Uh, just wanted to say this. It was this. Uh, I read this article. It was this Chinese man. That, I think it's an old article. It was a Chinese man who uh, uh, sued his wife for having ugly children. Hmm. Oh. I know that article. Uh, she uh, she had a hundred thousand dollar plastic surgery before they before they met, and uh, and he married her. And they had children. He kept asking her why the children are ugly. He thought he was she was cheating on him. So she came out and told him she had plastic surgery and revealed her true self. And he divorced her and sued her and won the the, uh, the lawsuit for one hundred and twenty thousand for uh, uh I forgot what it was uh, a little top of my head. I give for uh, false false intelligence or something. False pretense, yeah, false pretense. With that, I yield. Mm. So, uh, thank you for that, brother. Floor is open. I got a question. Um, <laughs> did 
did everybody does everybody know or notice and it's it's it's, it's in Washington and all over here in this state of Kentucky they are actually taking cursive out of the schools and art yeah. you hear me that's pathetic taking, taking what something and so cursing and what Emma cursive you know like you, you curse your, you know, instead of printing it, you know how we have the fancy writing, cursing. They're yeah. taking that out of the schools, all the schools, yeah. all of the nation. Yeah. No more script. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good point because um, when I take down notes, I take down notes faster when I cursive write than when I hand print. Exactly. So, cursive writing is very benefit. It's, I think every individual should know how to do that as a child, and I learned that in grade two. So I was thankful that I had an instructor to teach me that when I when I was just in grade two. So you know, a lot of a lot of, that's very important. And art, come on, that's us. You know, yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's us. You know, art we learn and we're yeah. able to express yeah. that we learn in art, not with just. Dead languages, dead dead forms, right? Mm-hmm. Dead messages. Art, there's no limit. Art is limitless. Mm-hmm. Can, you can't confine art. Right. Maybe that's why they're maybe that's why they're taking all up because they realize that you can't put a constraint on art, but they want to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or they realize that. <laughs> We'll be way more awake, you because that that that's that's you know that's um what's the word in the court? That's to, that is strategically sharp. An individual that is artistic usually is is he usually is rebellious at first because they don't know how to express themselves in the manner that other individuals who are not creative can comprehend. But that's what artist that's what artistic is, you know. That's what artistic is. I wonder, once that individual is aware how they express themselves so that others can comprehend the, the creativity in, in with their own creative mind, then that is a that is a glory. That is that is a beautiful sight. You know, that is that is art. What about that brother that uh, uh they he could fly over a whole city and be able to draw the whole city? <laughs> what about him? You know, they call our children autistic instead of artistic. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when they take the script and the art away, which is a, a part of our antiquity of history, history of antiquity, you know, because they had the hieroglyphics and the script and, and it, 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 it was in, you know, picture form and then script. And I mean, it's to, you know, this is their last stand. That's what I'm saying. You know, and, and, and I'm telling you, I have a reason for saying this. I will reveal it later. But uh, when is the Jubilee? Has the Jubilee passed or is it now? Or what's, what's with that? I thought it passed. I thought it was this, I thought it was this year. When it, this, this new year, I thought it was the Jubilee. Oh, I think, was it, what is it? Let me see, Jubilee. Uh, anybody know when it's September? I thought it was September 23rd or something like that. September 23rd mm-hmm. and 24th. 
Okay, so really, it's this, it, we would just say this year itself is the Jubilee, and it's in, it was in September. And, and, and uh, some things are going on on the scene uh, with Beast Incorporated and, and these corporations and stuff that really points to that. Once I get more accurate, well, once I get more compelled information, I'm going to present it to the nation. But I'm telling you, right now, this is the time. I'm telling you, it's it's, it's just... I don't know. You know, we're seeing people fall, giants fall, you know, and we got to take a run with this thing. Really be serious about our studies and stuff like uh, Andrew and uh, Bernard is talking about. We got to take this thing really serious and let it be within us because they're really trying to take a lot away from us. And they have that right of being up under the color of law. So, yeah, I I didn't like that idea at all. But I wanted to say, uh, Brother Eric, Eric, I seen, uh, I guess about four or five months ago, this woman, this Caucasian woman, she used super glue to hold her teeth in her mouth. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. That's scary. <laughs> oh, my God. That's scary. <laughs> wow. uh, if Brother Eric would share with us uh, that story he gave on the news, we have news team, and he gave a story about an old Chinese man. I thought you was going to talk about him. Uh, um, oh, oh, you want me to give you the story? Yeah, tell them the story of this old Chinese man. Uh, uh, 105-year-old Chinese man. He remembered me. Can't hardly hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Uh huh. He ran a hundred yard meters in forty-two point. Wow. A hundred meters, I think, forty-two seconds. But he wanted to. Uh, he wanted to race Hussein Bolt in a uh, in a little sprint with that idea. <laughs> was a hundred and five years old. A hundred and five. Yes, sir. You were hundred and five. Mom, this is Lottie Crystal. Um, did you guys hear about the story of the lady? She blinded herself. Huh? She poured some type of uh, like fluid, uh, something that was like a ammonia or chlorox or something like that. She poured something in her eyes because she said she was made to be born blind. Mm. Wow. They compare that to. Um, with homosexuality saying they're born to be a woman or born to be a man, mm. and uh, how people were discriminating against her. Um, but she did have someone to pour the stuff in her eyes so that she could be blind, and she, now she is blind. Mm. Wow. <laughs> she was supposed to be blind when she was born. Mm. Wow. Did you hear about uh, Caitlyn Jenner no longer feeling like whatever it is is mm-hmm. – a woman that now Caitlin wants to be called Bruce or again. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yes, mm. yes. Uh, like people are really mm-hmm. sick in the head. And that's our problem. We have to stop following. These people, I know they they done programmed us to be the perfect slaves and 
unfortunate. You got to come out of that, out of that captivity. I mean, you know, mentally, with all of, with the internet technology now and all these new libraries that they're building, it's really, it's, it's really no excuse no more to not come across this information. You know, that's why uh, we're still having all these problems out here because the people are still hard-headed. They want to, you know, they want to do their own thing. They're their own gods. You can't tell them anything. And so that's why you uh, you have to shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. Don't get caught up. Don't ever stand in the street. First of all, any of these guys. And I'm saying that to say, you know, the longer you're here in this nation, you're going to come across what I call a, a ambush phone call. Mm-hmm. And wondering, have, and I'm wondering, have any of you ever experienced it? What I mean by that is, you'll get somebody that calls you. They'll have, they'll have other people on the call, and they'll have mm-hmm. somebody, they'll have somebody that's a, a, a Christian or a Muslim or something, and they want to ask you a thousand questions. And that mm-hmm. actually happened to me the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, uh, my friend called me, and he had two guys on the line, and one of them was a Muslim, and he was hamdulillah, no. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, he was going in, and I and I told my I told my buddy I said, listen, you know, just for clarification, uh, you know, what's your nationality, brother? And he was like, well, what you mean? I said, well, is, was your daddy a Negro? And uh, he said yes. And then I said, well, was was your father like was your grandfather was he a Negro? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, you know, you claiming Allah and you claiming you. Are you from the seed of Ishmael? He was like, nope, I'm not an Arab. Then I said, well, brother, you currently in idolatry right now. And, you know, it says in Exodus chapter 20, the Most High tells you straight up, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling him straight up, you from the tribe of Judah, brother, and it's imperative that you learn who you are. And, and just talking to him, it's like, man, that's what our people are going through out here in the streets. We don't know who we are, and that's why we right. have all these problems. So we got to we gotta come up out of that. I was just wondering if anybody else experienced that yet, mm. and I yield. Mm-mm. No. Um, huh. No, I have not. And, and the only reason why I don't experience it because I don't deal with people, you know, like that. I mean, my the people, the family in the nation, my my children stuff. Everybody else I see out there in the street, we, 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 I deal with them face to face. You know, I want to see their expression, let them see mine. I don't, people don't call my house other than the nation and my family. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, I'll tell you one thing, you, you, you're definitely going to experience, you're going to experience it in the future because, mm-hmm. you know, just like the brothers on uh, the internet when they're out there battling the people in the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are gonna know who you are, and they're gonna want to ask questions. So, mm-hmm. just you know, okay. just stay stay grounded in in your faith, and stay grounded in the Word, and uh, you will always be able to um, through the through the grace and mercy of the Most High, you always be able to speak to them in a, in a manner that they're gonna know that what you're saying is making sense, and they're gonna mm-hmm. also know that man, I gotta go do some more research because obviously I don't know what's going on out here. So. Right. And I just want to say that, not you. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, well, I have come across that experience, but when I came across that experience, I was, I was still, I was still a baby in, 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 I was, I was, I was a baby in this, and that was actually before I even joined Child Advocate Nations. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know who told me to go do this, but I actually was, <laughs> you know, my name is Andrew, and my, that that does mean brave and courageous one, right? So. 
I actually went on into somebody invited me to a, a apostolic Bible discussion. Mm-hmm. I was the only one there mm-hmm. that was that was that was stating that I was an Israelite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you could imagine there was like nine, ten people telling me that no Israel is no more and. The Gentiles were all Gentile people, and you know you need some prayer, brother, because <laughs> what you're talking about, you know, you really need to read and come join our church where we teach the Bible, and you cannot read on your own and things of that sort and that nature. And mm. you know, I was trying to tell them that I wasn't reading on my own. You know, <laughs> I was reading with brothers that were taught, you know, or so I thought at the moment in time. And little did I know that the Most I was showing me things. But, you know, that's funny because the most I could even use the same devil and show you the right thing, but just in a wrong way. But it's still, there's still a message in that that we're supposed to receive rightfully, you know. Um, so, brother, I hear that which you're saying, and, hey, just because it happened to me in the past, that don't mean it can't happen again. So this time when it does happen again, first and foremost, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to stay laid back. Mm-hmm. Just make the most I just do what you know, whatever the most I wants me to say, so be it. I say whatever he puts in my heart to say, so be it, I say. If I gotta just hear, so be it, I hear, and then it be what it be. Right, that is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the main things that I was, uh, you know, trying to tell the brother as far as uh, knowing who he was. Because one of the one of the main things he kept speaking the whole time was the Quran this and the Quran that, hmm. and I kept and I kept telling him I said you know just like the Quran just like the Egyptian Book of the Dead and the Book of Mormons all these books they don't give the prophecies like the Bible do the Bible tells you yep. stuff three thousand years ago that is taking place right now on this earth and then I shared with the brother a few scriptures and I swear this brother was I mean he was quiet as a church mouse. <laughs> he was not saying anything, and that's what the Bible does. So you, you let the Bible speak for you. It, it, it shouldn't come from you. But I, I told him, um, go to uh, Baruch chapter four, verse one, and uh, second Ezra's. Yeah, and it just the Bible speaks for itself, you know. So and then the beautiful thing was the brother was listening, and uh, you know he realized, man, I'm, I'm making myself look stupid because after about ten minutes on that call, he wasn't. Speaking no more Arabic. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't saying anything. And man, that was crazy. And like you, brother Andrew, I'm still learning too, my brother. So you know, I, I, I'm praying that the Most High give me the strength to stay in this book and to learn. I study every day, and uh, you know, I got a lot to learn. So I'm just a I'm just a baby in the game. Yes, true. Yes, and I'm too, same here. Same here. I'm always eager to learn. I want to learn. <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, you know, at least I always try to give myself 30 minutes to an hour every night. And then the first thing I do in the morning, I try, that's the, that's, you know, I read some scriptures for at least 30 minutes and then I start my day. So I wake up and go to sleep giving, you know, respect and honor and respect and honor to the most high. I got to give up that time. That's the least I can do, you know? So, and I'm telling you, it, it does help you. So you just try to learn one or two scriptures a day, and next thing you know, you'll know 10 or 12 and 20. And, uh, you know, precept upon precept. Yeah. And I yield. Yeah. 
little here, a little there. So true. Mhm, mhm. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's nothing like it. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I haven't ran across any other esoterical book like that. It it covers everything, everything. You know. But um, I'm gonna get off this phone. I'm kind of tired. I love everybody. Praises to the Most High. Bless everyone. And, you know, we just got to keep pushing forward because my vision, I see, I have envisioned the, the Most High has given me a vision and I see, you know, we're going to be rolling. We're going to be doing it. We're going to be doing it. I know we are. You know, we just got to hang a little while longer. That's all. Absolutely. Can. Yes. Bless everybody and I'll talk to everyone later. Shalom. Thank you, Ema. Shalom. You rest that voice. We love you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Earlier, earlier on the call, uh, Brother Priest was speaking about, I guess, this artist by the name of uh, Stacy Israel. And, uh, you know, being being in the music industry for a number of years, you know, I know Brother Priest has said she had a couple of songs that had some really uh, wicked names. And so... You know, I, I know that for some of the artists that's trying to break into the industry, you know, they have to uh, put out that garbage. And it's unfortunate that they do, but, um, you know, that's why Proverbs 3 and 31 comes to mind because if we want to participate in this demonic United States, they want you to, they want you to play their game, and we can't play their game. That's why you got to learn who you are. And you will get that here. You will learn how to correct your status here, and you'll learn how to transact commercially here, and then you don't have to worry about doing that. So, like, if you're a music artist and, and you know who you are, you're not going to put out that filth. But, you know, these sisters and brothers, they're trying to break into that music industry or the movie, movie industry, and they end up doing a lot of satanic stuff. They end up doing a lot of things that, uh, you know, they can't go back and, and change later, but... I, it doesn't surprise me that she would come up with some titles of songs with those names because they she's trying to get in that industry and, and it doesn't matter what if it's gospel or R&B or rap you know they're gonna come with some garbage because right now that's what they want you to do to get out there so that's why I love our radio station and the type of artists that. Uh, we're going to promote, you know, we're going to use quality control and screen and put out good music. We're not having no nonsense. We're not putting out that garbage. You know, I just want to say that. Floor is open. Shalom, brother. Um, just to let you know, my bad. Um, I got the, I should have let you know earlier, but I got your email. I got your email pertaining to that, 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 um, that portion. Appreciate that, Ak. Say that again, Ak. I didn't hear you. No, I was just letting you know that I got your email pertaining to that portion that you sent me. I appreciate that, Ak. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not a problem. Got, uh, you know, this dance group that I started, uh, 12 members, including my two sons, and uh, I try to send out information uh, in my storehouse. I'm just sharing my information that I have, so... Appreciate you um you getting that brother. Let me know when you're done with it and I'll you know be sending out more stuff in the next two weeks. Floor is open. All right, brother. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, another thing that uh you know, this is the NFL football season. 
So a lot of our brothers and sisters captivated with the sports. And, uh, you know, whether it's NFL or NBA or Major League Baseball or whatever it is, got some great things out here that they use to distract our people. And, uh, you know, with the Pope coming here, we'll, we'll, we'll find out in a couple of months of what's really going to go down. So that's why I always want to encourage our brothers and sisters to, you know, continue to come to class, stay in these scriptures, work on correcting your status where you live, work on uh, speaking with your family and loved ones, and try to reach one and teach one. You know, you can't, can't save everybody, but with just one brick at a time. And, you know, build your foundation where you at. And then, uh, you know, in the future, I mean, we all know the future prophecy is most high supposed to destroy this, this America. So we ain't going to be here much longer anyway. But while we here, we're taking care of our business. And, and that's what Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14 applies because we're being obedient to the Father. We're keeping, we're keeping the commandments. We're keeping the Sabbath. We're following the dietary laws. So... You know, we walking in that direction, and that's what the Most High want to see here in this nation. So it's a blessing to be here. I love all the brothers and sisters. It's a beautiful thing. Y'all come here to learn. Y'all come here to fellowship. And, you know, I just want to encourage you to continue to do that. Appreciate that. You know, I was listening to the news this morning, and as Emmett mentioned, they're having the they're having the different speakers coming out to represent the group that they represent for election. So they have the Green Party, the NDP, the Conservative, and the Liberal. The Liberal is Justin Trudeau, which is Pierre Trudeau's son, and the Conservative is Stephen Harper, that's the current Prime Minister of Canada. And um, what ended up happening was. One of the member parties, one of the members that are part of the conservatives that work on behalf of toward Stephen Harper, they made mention that now this was a he was a Sikh man. He had his head wrapped up in a turban, and I was thinking, look at that. These are individuals that work in the government, and they are able to work. They're able to do the governmental businesses within their own manner, according to their own customs, according to their own way. But he, he was speaking in, in his language, and he made, a, he made mention of something in his language, and it got interpreted onto English. It was, it was interpreted saying that he believed that homosexuals can be straightened on out and they can be taught to be normal. He made that statement, and because he made that statement, it was decided by other member conservatives that he be moved from the conservative party. And he made mention, this Sikh man made mention that he made mention of that which he said, and he believed that it, he believes that the English interpretation was misrep was misstated and it was taken to be the wrong way. He does not hate homosexual people. He does not believe that they are any less than any other people. But he stays standing with what he says and he just believes that it's a misinterpretation. Now, I find that 
preposterous to the fact that they decided to expel this man from the group due to the fact he stated his opinion, due to the fact that he said something that was righteous. You know, I find that preposterous. But that is the society that we are currently viewing, and that is against their agenda that they're trying to promote. And if you're against, if you are stating things that are, that are going to sway people away from what you're trying to grasp them onto, <laughs> um, that, ain't, that ain't that much different from a terrorist. That ain't that ain't much that ain't much that ain't much different from a terrorist. That ain't much different from um, a revolutionist speaker or even a revolutionist. Yeah, him making those statements about you know the homosexuals, he he messing with their money, and they and and they're not gonna have that. So you know, just like uh, same thing they did with. I'm sorry, Ock. Excuse me, Ock. This is our brother Gavin for the record. Tribe of uh, Benjamin. Uh, it's the same thing that what they did to um, Ahmadinejad. They they misquoted him when he was at the UN a couple of years back when he he mentioned about they saying that he they misinterpreted him when they said when he translated what he was saying in English they said he wanted to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. You know, and they tried to misquoted him as saying that oh he's a terrorist. They want to he wants to kill Israelites. You know, excuse me, Israelis. And uh, you know, he we need to watch him now, you know. Not as like they wanted to take you know, discredit him so they could ex- execute his ex- excuse me, executing a uh a, a campaign against him now. When I say campaign I mean a military campaign. You know, to take him out. And have justification beside you know, behind why they wanna execute a, a military campaign against him. I don't know if you guys remember that when they were beating the war drum against him. Yeah, and they put him in. And they all work for the same people. You know, the brother had brought up uh, a statement, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Joseph Stalin. He was uh, president of of the Soviet Union back in the 1800s. Right, right, right. So he, he made a statement back in the 1800s, and he basically said that it doesn't matter who the people vote for, they always pre-select who they want in power, and they pre-select they pre-select these people because they're going to follow orders. So there's not one politician that's in their position today that 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 does things for themselves. They follow orders, and the people think that their votes count. These people are all pre-selected. All these wars. They're all orchestrated because war is big business. That's what. That's one of the things that our people gotta. We gotta come out of this, you know, this madness of thinking that I can go vote for a Republican and he's gonna go and speak on my behalf and and help change my community. They they don't do that. They don't. That's not their jobs. Their job is to drain you until you die, and they look at you like a battery. And they're gonna drain you until you're dead. That's, I'm just giving you a true fact right there. So you know, man, I just want to say that I hear. It's 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 big it's big business to maintain control of the natural resources on the planet. That's all it is. Cause you, it's you, the iron. It's the rise of the Iron Age and the Bronze Age. Man is trying to overpower another man to control the resources. 
Period. Yeah, and, you I, know, I mean, I'm sorry, brother. No, sorry, brother. Excuse me for interrupting. I'm going to be coming off this Nation Fellowship at this moment in time. But before I do, I want to pass on one, two, three, four. I want to pass on something that somebody passed on to me. This is nationaldebtclocks.org. This is it's a site that has, hold on, um, Billion, billion, trillion. It's a site that has all the nation's debts, and it says the world debt is $61 trillion. That's the world debt, one, one million, billion, yeah, $61 trillion. But then somebody asked me, you know, somebody, when they, when they, when they showed me this site, they asked me, but if there's a world debt of sixty-one trillion, who does the world pay that debt onto? <laughs> exactly. Aliens. Exactly. <laughs> I laughed, you know. I laughed because I laughed because um, the whole point it goes right back into what we are being taught in this nation, what we're speaking about in this nation, what is what is really value, what is real money. You know, and with that being said, brothers and sisters, shalom, shalom. I love you all. Peace and increase. Shalom, shalom. Yeah, shalom. Well, I'm in, I'm in Seattle, Washington, and it's 6:52 here, so uh, I'm gonna be on the call until 7 p.m. So that's another eight minutes. So if you guys want to continue the call, that's fine. Uh, we'll be. I'm gonna be on the call for eight more minutes, and then I'm gonna get off because I have to go and pick up my son. But um, the floor is open. If anybody wants to speak on this, real quick. Uh, sister, my friend, type of Benjamin. I just want to make mention of something. So earlier on today, I went on an interview, and they were making mention that subconsciously we see over five thousand ads a day. And I was just thinking, that's a crazy amount because in my head, I'm thinking I see about 12 to 15. But when I think about it, apps will pop up on my phone. I see things on the Internet all the time. I'm on my phone constantly. So when it's all propaganda when you think about all the news that we're fed and all the things that they show us. It, it completely strays us away from the actual issues that, each person is going through and, you know, like the cultural, like, things that we're missing that we, so we can't really function as human beings because we don't know ourselves. And with that, I yield. That's right, sister. Thank you. Thank you for uh, saying that. You know, they, they have the media, they got these, tele, they got the television, the newspapers, the, the music, the movies. They come at us in so many ways, and now with the food and the air and the water, you know, they're coming at us so many different ways, and it's unfortunate because a lot of the comprehension of the Bible would clear up a lot of this mess. And if the people, you know, the acronym for the Bible is Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. And it really is true because when you read the Bible, it tells you morally how to behave. And then, you know, especially for us as Israelites, not knowing that we're actually the bloodline of a chosen people and we were bonded in a contract 
back on Mount Sinai. So when, when, when Moses and Aaron were sprinkling the blood on our ancestors, we were locked into a blood covenant contract that still exists currently today. And our people think they got the free will to just run around here and do what they want. And that's why they're, they're being destroyed. You know, it says in Hosea 4 and 6, our people destroyed for lack of knowledge because they reject the knowledge. They reject this book. They reject the fact that they are accountable uh, to a higher, you know, to the most high almighty. They don't, they don't think they're accountable. They only think that they're accountable to themselves. And I'm going to lead my life the way I want to. And, and, and Day and uh, they you can just eat what you want to. Let's go to Long John Silver, large king crab. You know, <laughs> learning who you are. You know, we got to go back to square one and, and 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 deprogram. So that's what I love about being here in this nation because the brother is helping us be deprogramming ourselves and clearing our minds for the first times in our lives. I was having a conversation with a gentleman the other day, and it was hard for me to get through to him because he just seen the Bible as, you know, man-made or a man, how do you know it's a credible source? So I asked him, like, you know, so what do you view as history? So, like, what do you... What do you see as history? Like, how do you research history? He says he goes on the internet and he reads. I'm thinking, so isn't that? Wouldn't you consider that like man-made? Because you didn't physically go touch the evidence and see it for yourself, and you know, analyze it for yourself. But you're believing what another person says. So, I don't understand how people like. It's hard to get through to people who don't see value in the book. But when you try and show them that everything that they do see is actually the exact opposite of what they should be believing in, then they kind of start to get it that, you know, the Bible, it's not just man-made because it's completely different people from the completely different places and all their stories come together and all their stories, you know, tell the truth and speak on what the Most High wanted them to speak on. And with that, I yield. Yeah, thank you again, sister. Yeah, most of uh, most of the people who have uh, conflicts with the Bible, you know, they actually parakeeting what they've what they've been what they've heard somebody else say. You know, the the two biggest things that they always say, like you just said, well, that Bible is man made. And when you go into uh, the scriptures, I, I think it's in Second Peter. Uh, it says that only God inspired men wrote the Bible. So the Most High. He put the spirit upon these prophets to write these words. And that's why you can't say, well, the white man wrote it, because the white man is incapable of uh, of, of having a conscience. Uh, the, and the Most High only chose Israelites to be his prophets. And that's why these, you know, our, our brothers and sisters is being destroyed in these churches. And then they'll always run to, well, King James, well, King James was a homosexual. So they always parakeet what they've heard. They've never done the research. They never take the time to do the due diligence. You know, I just looked up some stuff on King James the other day and finding out, you know, born in the 15, 1556, he had eight children, and he wrote a book called uh, The Basilicon Doron, 
and uh, Zaladin, I think, for a friendly gift. So when he wrote this book for his son, Prince Charles, and in that book it states that when he told his son, when you become king, there's four things that you cannot pardon. One of them was witchcraft, one of them was murder, one of them was incest, and the last one was homosexuality. And so even in the book of Leviticus and Deuteronomy, he speaks on homosexuality. The King, King James was against homosexuality, but because our people are so mentally destroyed, they only care, they only care keep what they hear somebody else say. So that's why we have to do our due diligence on our end and know, and know these facts because it, the facts are already there. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We have tons of experts that went and done the research, so you don't have to you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like in uh, in uh, tribes of Aboriginal nations, on that website, there's tons of books that the brother priest has put that has our history, that has our history from 721 BC to 2015. I'm telling you, it's all there. So can't nobody tell me who we come from, who our ancestors are. They can't tell me that that Bible is not our history. That's not our history book. That's a book of our records, a book of government law and commerce for us. And what the white man has done is he's taken that book and he he's used it against us because he knows in the apocrypha his his future has already been called out. So like in second second address. Uh, I think it's chapter six in in, uh, in chapter I think verses fifty four through fifty seven. The Most High tells us that of all the nations of the earth, He only chose Israel, and all the other nations don't mean nothing to Him. So when so anybody comes up to you speaking like they they know more than you know what the book what the Bible speaks on, just go to the scriptures, let the scriptures do the talking, and the scriptures are gonna make them look like the fools that they are. So it is actually seven o'clock now here, and I'm going to get on this call. But I just want to say that uh, it's your brother Bernard. I love you all, and I'll be on the call again next week. And, and I yield. Shalom, nation. Shalom, nation. Shalom, peace. Sister Roxanne, Tabitha Benjamin, I'll also be exiting at this moment in time. So shalom, nation. Shalom, Miss Dati Crystal, exiting as well.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.